team is hurt too yeah and i feel like our team is super like too good to be playing like this too good to be playing like this i saw like statistics and uh let me uh can i just say something really quick yeah so this is going to be posted as our first ever podcast and it's not because we did one the other day and even though x told me like six times to uh Put the mic close to my mouth. I didn't, and I fucked it up. So <laughs> it's going into uh, like the fucking closet, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. it'll be if this takes off, it'll be like a, a hidden gem episode for us down the road. Maybe like a little like uh, here's like anniversary episode. Yeah, where, like, here's like Eric's fuck up. Of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. First yeah. off, who is Griffin Canning, and why did he whoop on us? Who is this guy, dude? <sighs> I don't even want to see this shit. I seem to have a server. So this is just going to be the ba- the background. Oh, wow. Talk to uh, Corey. I saw uh, our stats, dude. Everybody, the o- the best player on our team statistically batting is Mookie Betts. And he had a point two like, 13 or something like that. Horrible batting average. For someone like Mookie Betts especially, horrible batting average. And he's the best on the team. What I like to always Everybody say like a and is that uh, – oh, Gavin's back, huh? What I also like to, to think about when times like this happen is uh, you're going to go through your slump. It's best to do it now yeah. instead of playoff time. Uh, I, I think we're still going to make it to the playoffs. Um, and as long as we get this shit out of the way now, we get it out of our system, you know. This, let's be honest, man. This is the Angels World Series every time they play us. Hell, yeah. So, Hell, yeah, dude. Even when both teams suck, when they play each other, man, they play each other so hard. So yeah, it's really hard to gauge how, who's really the better team because they play so strong against each other, man. It's they they always put on good series. Yeah, the freeway series is one of my favorites. So yeah, it's the uh, it's the Battle of Los Angeles. So everybody's gonna even be though one team's in Orange County, you know. Whatever, yeah, and you know? then even even though one team's made it to four consecutive World Series and the other one hasn't seen the playoffs in years. They have ugly players. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. I like their little fountain there. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy looks like he got a fake beard. Yeah. They're, they're going to wake up, man. I'm not worried about it. I really, I'm really not. You know what I think we're coming back? I, th- I think we'll we'll turn it around when Cody comes back. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling that this team live or dies by certain players. So you heard that thing about where they're saying that the Dodgers need a spark, and they're talking. I don't know how real it is, or if it's just like a fan thing, yeah. but uh, bringing back Yasiel Puig for for one year. Yeah, because he's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, I'd bring him back. I like it because we need those uh, those hype guys. 
yeah. TK was a hype guy. He's gone in Boston now. Uh, Gatterall's a hype guy. He's hurt. Yeah. You know, we don't have those hype guys that, that get fired up. You know, Gonzalez is, but he doesn't pitch all the time. He's more of a setup guy. Yeah. Know? We need those hype guys, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. Always, I've always been a big fan of the hype guys. Yeah. And uh, somebody was speaking to Kike. Somebody said – um. They're like, Mookie's dropping Kike numbers. I was like, dude, I wish we had Kike right now. Right? That doesn't even sound like Kike put up good numbers. What do you mean? Yeah, that's like, you don't need him to be a Are they talking about Kike right now in Boston? Is he throwing up shitty numbers over there? Is that what they're they're trying to say? Oh, no, I think just someone just is just calling Kike average, even though he's, like, been one of my favorite players. Look at Mookie, man. This guy is so good defensively. Somebody was saying, um, somebody was trying to say that, like, I love Alex Verdugo. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I, I was so bummed out when we traded him, but I was happy that we got Mookie in that trade. For I sure. love Alex Verdugo. But somebody's like, somebody was saying, like, um, like, uh, oh, look at, look at the numbers that Mookie's putting up. Look at the guy they traded. Well, when we got Mookie, who went to the World Series and who won the World Series? Yeah. You know we already saying? got our money back for it. Like, we already yeah. got our side of the deal for it. We got a ring. Yeah. We got know? a championship. We got a world championship. And right. the season's and I'm still not, young. Like, yeah. you're already counting us out. Come on. Yeah. We're in a slump. All teams go through it. Mookie's going to come back, and then nobody's going to be talking about us anymore. Nah. He's going to turn it around. And then Cody's going to come back, and he's going to hopefully bat in runs. Because I feel like our biggest problem is getting guys on base. And then not capitalizing. I think we we played against the Padres, and I think there was uh, it, it might have been the Padres. We played them in a game, and we had bases loaded four times, and probably got like two points from like the four times we got Leaving bases people loaded. People in scoring position, I hate that. Crazy. I hate it. You should not have bases loaded four times, and not get one, two. A lot of the times, you just need a sacrifice fly, and you get a run in. Yep. You don't have that many people. Once they're on second, that's considered scoring position. Like, a sacrifice fly gets you at least a run. Yeah, our, our problem with that, though, was um, since our guys are hurt, we were having to go to, like, uh, AAA players. And that one dude, what was his name? It wasn't DJ Peters. Was that Riley guy, the big dude? Yeah, it was, like, right. I think it was Riley. He was, like, 0 for 8 on the season coming off the bench and mm. was trying to get his first major league hit. He looked hit. so, like, so awkward. Ass. Because, like, he's a big dude, so he just looks awkward the way he, like, he doesn't, yeah, he looks like he doesn't yeah. know how to move. Like, yeah, he was not, he, he was not, uh, pro-ready. You could tell. He was ass. You know what's crazy is he's, like, a farm guy, but he looks old as shit, too. Yeah. Like, he looks like he's been there for a Hell while. Oh yeah, and you look at him in the crowd, and his dad looks like he did crack for 15 years <laughs> whilst, like, helping him, helping his son playing baseball. I didn't see that. Dude, it cuts That's, it, it that's like, what helped his speed, just running from the crack kids in the yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it was like... It cuts to like his parents, and it was like uh, Riley's parents uh, watching his game today, looking to get his first major league hit, hit over four, and uh, you can see his stepmother and his dad. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, cold blooded. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, you're not gonna see his first hit because one, he's ass, and two, he's playing against like Blake Snell, who's just gonna sit him down every time. Like, dude, he sucks. Let's be honest. It sounds like we have one less fan for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we we did we do have a couple of guys that have been pretty money for us. That one dude, I think his name was Noisy. Apparently yeah. News Noisy. He he was doing well. <laughs> and then we brought in some other dude. Um, 
God, what was his name? But he like had his major league debut and hit a bomb like first. Oh bat. yeah. What was yeah, his, yeah. What was um, his name? I think it was against the. Uh, oh, let's see. Let's see if we can find that. Bauer cracks me up, dude. That dude on Twitter is hilarious. Oh yeah, he's so funny. When he was giving up all those home runs, he he posted a, a video of one of those home runs he gave up, and he says, "Anybody looking for a pitcher for the home run derby? Let me know." <laughs> <laughs> and then when he caught Tatis uh, peeking at the sign, he goes, "You want the uh, you want the pitch? Just ask the daddy next time." I was like, "Hell yeah!" That's weird. Forget that fool. I think it might have been in the Cubs. Oh, I I I love Jock Peterson. I'm so mad we let him up but did you see this yeah right. oh my god i felt <laughs> he throws the bat like boom and they caught it oh you see his reaction after they caught yeah. it too <laughs> he goes oh i was like no jack mm. i would have been so pissed if he would have hit a bomb on us though he oh yeah walked off i would have been like wow that's but at the same luck. time like if you're a fan of his you're like that's poetic justice right there oh yeah you know because yeah. there was that whole fiasco where we were trading him to the angels and then it didn't go through and then he comes back, and like, how how is he supposed to feel? Like, hey, so you guys don't, don't want me? Yeah. Oh, it, it fell through, so I'm staying. Are you guys gonna trade me again? Like, there's that, you know, that's gotta be a crappy feeling, man. That's yeah. really gotta suck. And then he stood, obviously, and I, and I appreciated him, and and he was great. We won a ring, and then he leaves again. Like, you know, we're not gonna sign him. No. You know, because we were trying to trade him and get something for him. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping we would, and then he goes there, and you're like, you just kind of. Like, that would be great to be like, oh, in your face, here's a yeah. home run. But, you know, that you, didn't happen. You know what stat I just saw? Uh, Beeler is 6-0. and When he pitches? Yeah, he was 6-0 and when starting. That tells me, especially with our record, because I think we have a few guys who have a positive winning record when pitching. That tells me that our relievers are the ones who are blowing it. Yeah. Because Except for that game with Kershaw. And he oh, my God. Took him out in the first, first inning. Very first inning. That's embarrassing, man. We, we, we've talked shit about Jansen bombing. We got to start talking about Kershaw now. He's coming to the end of his career, man. Like, I yeah. hate to say it, and I'm glad he's a, he stood a Dodger the whole way. I hope he didn't play for any other team. Um, but he, we have to face the facts, man. He's coming to the end of his career. and He's starting to suck now. He's super inconsistent. Super inconsistent. He'll have a game where I literally, I think literally before that game, too, I was telling you, I was like, uh, I was like, we're either going to get a bum-ass Kershaw where he's just blowing it, or we're going to get this Kershaw. And it was like, a, a, I sent you like highlights of him just teeing off. And, and I think the next game after I sent that to you, he got pulled the first inning. Yeah, and then like a week before that, you had sent some videos to me on like IG of him like just decimating batters. Yeah. And we're like, man, Kershaw, you know? Mm -hmm. And a week later, boom. You know, so to your point of inconsistency, then yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Who's our... Because I like Bueller a lot. Do you think he's still our ace? Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah. I, I, I like Bauer, but um, he's had some rough outings, man. He started really hot. and oh, well, I, don't, I don't think Bauer is close to being our ace. I was referring to uh, Urias, him or Urias being our ace. No, I does some May at times, but. Yeah, it sucks that, that we lost him to the surgery, you know, because yeah, he's having a great year. But it, it's got to be. Bueller, man, like he's just yeah, I agree. We go back to consistency, and he's six and zero as a pitcher. Yeah, like he's he's doing great, dude. Yeah, dude, I don't know what happened. Like, 
at the beginning of the year, we were looking like a straight unstoppable team. It was, it was, it was looking like this is going to be embarrassing for the rest of the league. Like, they yeah, can't yeah, yeah. touch us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just belly goes down, mm-hmm. and I yeah. don't know. Our team is just plagued with injuries. Is, is belly literally the heart of our team? Is that what it is? Like, they just don't have that fight without him? I, I, I would hate to believe that one guy makes that, that big of a difference. I, I Especially when you have Mookie Betts on your team. Yeah. But I will say, not as uh, trying not to be a biased Bellinger fan, because I started watching baseball because of him. Um, I didn't start watching the Dodgers until Bellinger's rookie season. Like, I didn't really start avidly watching them. Didn't we go to the World Series in his rookie season? Or not the World Series, but, like, we made a playoff run. Yeah, he I think, he, I think he won the MVP that year or something like that. Or Rookie of the Year or yeah. something. No, yeah, he did. See, and then, another thing, just a, a little off point, is Bueller, he's still in great shape. Yuri has put on a lot of weight. Yeah, he did. And for a pitcher, I get it, you're not doing much running and stuff, but does that have anything to do with, you know, your velocity, how you throw? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a pro pitcher. I don't know how that works, but it's just a thought. Yeah, look at our batting average. There's not, I didn't see a single Dodger with a above – Twenty-three. You know, I heard it's been money. Is this guy right here, Gavin? I heard Gavin's been pretty money for us. Like he's been really. Uh, he's Little been having things. a few. Yeah, he's been having a few games of uh, great bats. Jock. Little face. Gavin looks has like the world's smallest face too. Yes. Not his head, just the face. It's like right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? I didn't even think. I was trying to. Not trying to be an asshole here, but I was trying to figure out what <laughs> I found in what what I found weird about his face. It's like all in the middle. It's just right here. Yeah. What do you think that is? The whole hitting the double helmet thing. They won't tell anybody. They won't. No. My favorite was the ass spanking gesture. Yeah. Where you... Yeah. But uh. I was a big fan of the, the the money and the and the flexing. Yeah. Uh. I also loved when we used the uh, the enemy teams like gesture against us. Like mean? when Puig did it against the Brewers, where the Brewers had like that, that suck it gesture. Oh, yeah. And as he hit a bomb on them in like the uh, playoffs, and as he was running the bases, he started doing it. I like when we steal their little gestures. Yeah, it's good. You just got to be careful when that shit comes back on you, like when we're yeah. in a slump like right now. Dude, like what's up with LA teams in general, dude? The Lakers, struggling. Yep. Even with AD back. Dude, I think LeBron. he got hurt again. Yeah, and then LeBron's like, oh. I'll never be 100% for the rest of my career. Okay, so are you making an excuse or like what? I don't Dude, I I almost want to trade Anthony Davis now. Because oh my god, can he not stay healthy? Like this I swear year, every game no. I turn on he's hurt. I think he was hurt in New Orleans though too. But I feel like when you're that freaking big, oh yeah, he, you see his ankles too. He's got Kevin Durant ankles. <laughs> Doesn't he have like a medical thing in there? <laughs> I don't know. They both got same ankles. I don't fucking know, but they're little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Kevin Durant's probably one of the best basketball players in the world right now. Baby ankles. Looks like my forearm. Yeah, yeah. He can get a full beard, you can tell, dude. Oh, yeah, no. He can't get a full shave. It's really bad. You can tell. It's like your uncle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That fuzz right there. 
God, I hate Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, it's I, I just I, I I don't know if it's the competitive edge in me, dude. Like, even though I'm not playing, like I'm not part of the team, obviously. But like, I hate when my teams are just. I I'll give up a game here and there. Yeah, even but a I series hate. when you're going like weeks and months on end, and you just can't get a break. I don't even think that's just you though. When your team is this stacked, and you guys. It shouldn't be like this, yeah. No, when you're yeah, when your team is this stacked and you guys lose, like that's frustrating for anybody who has a super team. That's just like I'm fucking breathing all up in the mic, and all you can hear is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to like. I'm trying to breathe in different angles. He's like, your dad's got a breathing problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is the game. No. No. Fun highlights though. Well, maybe just check the way. roster, and I'm sure. Oh, wait, is he talking shit to Theo? No, huh? Whatever. Oh, then, fuck. This dude. is when Jansen blew it. I did see this game. I turned it on, and this is what happened. Oh, this is when Jock uh, thought he hit a walk-off. Yeah. <laughs> the way he <laughs> skips back and everything. Dude, it's not even against the fence or nothing. Like Not even close, dude. See, but it was an RBI. Because it was see, an RBI. All you need is a sacrifice fly. Ooh, no. Ooh. <laughs> no. I feel so dumb. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's too funny. That oh, it started. Funny. Nice. Um, yeah, Dodgers and Sex suck it up, dude. So uh, what do you think about that The draft, man? How do, you, how do you think? Oh, yeah. So the first episode was draft heavy. We only talked about the draft. We talked yeah. about our predictions. I think... You predicted you went four for four in the first four picks. Wasn't it five, and then I, the sixth one I got wrong? No, because Jamar Chase got picked at five. Oh, okay, and you that's had, right. Uh, I went four for four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Zach McKinstry's a beast too. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out when Cody's coming back or if he's if he's done. Return. No. Well, it was. I think they were saying something with like a sprained ankle. I saw him. It was a fracture, dude, in in his leg somewhere. And they don't have a timetable because it all depends on how his body reacts and heals. Yeah. Um. After I was here, I was like, "Dude, you just fucking mute me." <laughs> God, I said that. Uh, the latest update on Cody Bellinger isn't overly promising. If you're looking for his return anytime soon, he's rehabbing and recovering at the club's spring training complex in Arizona, but still isn't running full speed or with full body weight on his back for Jack Field yet. Oh, Once he finally gets healed, he'll still remain it for. 10 days, putting his return several weeks away at best. Damn. What about Gatterall right there, was it? Uh, Bruzgar. The Dodgers dodged a bullet with right uh, flamethrower. He shut her down after... Oh, hold on. He shut her down after experiencing right form tightness. An MRI came back so uh, came back clean, so the plan will now be to wait for the pain to subside before he picks up a baseball glove. That might be pretty soon. Week, ramp up a throwing program as soon as his arm is ready to go. Uh, yeah. I think Bruce Gar is good. Bill Kelly just came back. Look at all these guys that are hurt, man. Dustin Edwin Rios is gone too. Uh, injured. There's Shoulder inflammation. Yeah. Goslin, May. Yeah, everybody. Adderall, wants Kelly, Belly. Those are big names, dude. Everybody wants to talk trash about how we're in a slump, but I mean, look at the facts: our entire team's hurt. Maybe. Like most, the mo- our main guys are hurt, dude. We have a lot of youngsters out there, man, trying to hold hold us uh, afloat. Yeah, it's just not working out. And then I heard even people were complaining about Dave Roberts, saying that he's been been managing horribly. 
he's so analytical. He goes based on analy- analytics. However yeah. you say that. That's like a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just got to go with the hot guy, dude. Yeah. Especially, especially when you have an all-star team like we have. I don't know. I feel like I get the whole analytics and all that and trends and all that good stuff. But when you have someone that good, you should be able to rely on them. Yeah. This is the pros, man. This is the best of the best. Yeah. But I do want to show some love to my guy, Dennis Santana, because I've been saying it from, like, when did he start pitching for us? Like, 2018, 2019? I was Something like, like that, yeah. I, I remember I specifically – I will take credit for that one because you, yeah. you predicted a lot of guys. You predicted yeah. Justin Jefferson. So let me take Dennis Santana, all right? I sent from like 2018-2019, I told my dad, I was like, dude, there's this pitcher, and he's he kind of throws heat, dude, Dennis mm-hmm. Santana, watch out for him. He's even got a pitcher's name, Santana, come on now, that's dope, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guy throws heat, and he's been like our like go-to guy recently, and he's just been shutting it down, dude. Yeah. I love Dennis Santana. Why didn't he start the year? Was he hurt? Um, He might have been. I think we just got hit with that injury bug this year, man. And to go with you said about like analytics, like... Um, I don't think I, I don't think he had like the best season. I don't think he had the worst season last year either. No. I don't know. There's something with him. Yeah. Whether it was an injury or like Dave Roberts just didn't think he was like. And then I remember when you were um, telling me about him, and then he had that game. You're like, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. And then he like reposted my thing. On pitch, pitched us out of a jam. You posted like go to Santana, like all the stuff on your IG. He retweeted it, liked it, and everything. And then uh. Or not retweeted, but reposted it on IG. Yeah, same thing. That was pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. That's my guy, Dennis Santana. Um, Dennis the Menace. Yep. Shout out to Dennis the Menace. Yeah, that guy's nasty. And then there's this other guy. His name's Mitch White. I was telling you about him recently. Um, Pitcher? More, super recently, yeah. I think he made his uh, pitching debut. I don't know if he was – I don't think he was a star. I think he was reliever. But I think Dennis pitched right after him. So he might have been reliever. This guy, Mitch White, he's like this uh, this Asian guy. Number 66. You Mitch watch out White, him. and he's yep. an Asian guy? Yep. Oh, wow. Throwing heat, dude. Guy guy could throw heat. Mitch White. Uh, yeah, that's him. The first picture that popped up was Gavin Lux, and I'm like, dude, looks like you, Darvish. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, he was throwing, yeah. I don't think Dodgers he was, recall right okay, in that picture. Okay, so that wasn't him. He would, I saw him pitch, and I was like, damn, this guy's this guy's throwing some heat. He man. looks tall. How tall is he? How tall? 6'4". Oh, yeah. 207? You could tell, Super dude. He looked like a big dude. Yeah. I feel like guys like that have more whip on the ball because they just have that length to just, you know. Yeah, like, I, I, feel, I like the pitchers like Bruce Dar and Dennis Santana. When, like, when you watch them pitch, it looks like they're not trying, but they just, like, you see them like just Especially like they're all yeah. like yeah. It looks like they're throwing baseballs to their kids outside, catch. but then when you see the number of how fast it was, it's like 101. You're like, God damn! <laughs> just muscle, just pure, <laughs> just. But yeah, I like uh, Victor Gonzalez. That's probably one of my favorite pitchers right now. I would have his jersey if I weren't afraid to trade him because I feel like. Uh, we don't give him enough respect. As we don't, Dodger. dude, and that's what I mean by the analytics. That he tries to go with certain ones, and the guy's good. Yeah, we don't. Twenty-five give him years old. He's young. Yeah, I could see us trading him because we don't give him enough respect for what he does for this team. And that is look, look at the first picture, dude. He's fired. He's fired up. He fires up the bench. Yeah. Like that's what we need, man. Those 
those guys that go in there and just get you pumped. Yeah. Just shooting some shit up. My dad does his own garlic. Hell yeah. That's also a guy I was talking about for a minute, too. Mm-hmm. You put me onto him because I didn't even know. Yeah. Because I remember you were watching the game. I was like, oh, uh, Victor Gonzalez is pitching. And I was, like, really excited about it. And then, like, I see what this dude's about. And, like, I told you. I was like, I was like, this dude gets hyped. Watch. And he just got out of the inning. He was screaming. I was like, let's go. He's the guy that makes you love doing the sports thing. Because he, he just gets you excited. Yeah, that's sport. what we need, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Well, I'm such a big fan of Call of Duty as an esports as a player that plays it. Who just like hype their teams, like get their te- uh, teams amped up, and they just start yelling, like you know. And what what it shows is, it's not if you think about it on the surface level. He's making his team excited. He's getting his team amped up. Yeah, that's pure passion. Yeah, that's pure love for the sport. Like the pure love for winning. That's and, straight passion. And that's what I feel like. Um gets people in the zone you talk about the ufc without fans and and some fighters need that you know yeah and to get the fans into it you need fiery uh, players like this that to get you all amped up and going yeah for sure and you start getting that uh that drive yeah i just love thinking like he's not doing this for show he's doing it because he's hyped he's doing it because he's because of the passion like he is he's just doing it for the passion and that's it like he just does it for the love of the sport because he's he's excited to you know, to do his job. Yeah. You know? I always wonder, too, how guys that have been pitching their whole lives since the Little League and they get to the pros, like, I feel like that's such a strain on the shoulder, you know, yeah. with the velocity and the speed as you go. And you, these guys just keep it going, man. They take care of themselves pretty well. I love the uh, the Bruce Star air pump. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Just, I love it. What's your favorite – so speaking of that, what's your favorite – um? Like signature gesture from a player, you got mm. you got Bowers, Strut McGregor walk or Vince McMahon walk, you got the Bruce Star air pump, you got the uh, who else all time it? or just playing now? All time, why not both? Okay, so you have like shout out back there, Fernando Valenzuela jersey. He has that uh, right before every pitch. He'd look up, you yeah. know, and it was pretty trippy. Um. You have the Nomar Garcia para before every bat. He do do this like thing with his glove over and over again because he was like mm. superstitious. And before every pitch, he'd do it. So the pitch, he'd step back and he touch it, touch his helmet, and then get back inside every pitch. Hell like yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, I like uh, when CT three he. Uh, what would you call it when you uh, when you load up? He kind of does like this, and he yeah. does it three times for his number. I also like uh, Big Red's lean back. Yeah, when he leans back. Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, who else has a I cool one? I do like Bowers' uh, strut. Yeah, who else has a cool one? I think Mookie was the one who started doing the Yeah. The, the slap one. I don't know if that's him like doing a dance, or I just assumed it was like him saying, like, we're spanking that ass, like, <laughs> yeah. slapping him down. Just out there yeah. dancing and grooving and stuff. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, slap that ass. <laughs> Spanking that ass. You don't deserve to be there with us. You don't know why I'm a fucking Hopeville Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Dodgers suck. We need to turn around. Our team's too good for that. The Lakers need to wake up. I'm, I am uh, I don't know if this is be me, uh, me being optimistic or me being um, – or like 
I don't know if this is me being overtly optimistic or if this is just me uh, having too way too much confidence in my team. But like I'm telling everybody, I'm like, oh, everybody's talking all this shit now, but wait until like we get into the playoffs and like nobody's gonna be talking anymore because we're, yep. we're gonna whoop that ass. Like, and um, there's those players that once they're in the playoffs, uh, Brady was like that in New England. Yeah, where. He was an average. He just got into the playoffs, and then when you go into the playoffs, the guy's lights out. Yeah. And there's just people like that, and there's teams like that that just take it to that next level. Uh, I think they're saying David Price is like that. No, yeah. I was literally about to make that connection. Like, I think he's, like, one of the best, like, like postseason pitchers yep. right now. Like, I hope we start utilizing it. Now that May's done, I hope we start starting him. Because I think he was a starter when we traded for him. Yeah. He? Yeah. So but I hope he starts He took starting. the year off. Uh, because of COVID last year, and they just wanted to ease him back in, which was a smart thing. But I also don't understand why Joe Kelly was rushed in after his injury. Yeah, and, I don't know why know. he wasn't eased in. Like he yeah. didn't pitch in AAA or anything. He just went straight in. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking sometimes. Yeah, it's we also need to get a new closer, and I'm telling you, Dennis Santana. Like he, we've had him. We th- we've thrown him in there for a couple of ninth innings. Or Gatterall. Gratterall, you know, like, I don't, we, especially with our depth, I don't see why we need, like, a solid, a solid closer, like, a, like a uh, go-to closer. Yeah. Because, one, I don't think it's Jansen. I think, like, the fact that I get nervous every time he comes up, and I'm not like, oh, this is it. You know, and I get it. Everybody's like, oh, but he has all the saves, the biggest record. I get it, man. Props to him. He, he was doing so many good things for us a long time ago. And even this year, he's got a couple of saves, but he also got quite a bit of blown saves. Yeah. He's just he's at that 50-50 mark where you yeah. just don't know. Where before, the guy was like 90-10. And 90% chance he's going to go up and he's going to shut it down. Yeah. And we loved him. And I uh, always love him for that. But people just need to understand it, it, he's not the same guy anymore. Just like Kershaw. Kershaw's not the same guy no yep. more. You know, I agree. And uh, you could love him all you want. You could say he's the greatest, and and at one point he was. He's gonna be a, a Dodger legend. Um, it's just he's not. I don't think he's there anymore. No. You know, I really don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think uh, I think we need to start using Santana more for sure. Unbiased, like he's he just well throws heat. Yeah. Guy just pitches he's his He's fiery ass off. too. He's got that Hell fiery yeah. attitude. Hell yeah, he does. Hell yeah, he does. So guy. this is a little bit off of these uh, sports, but and I know it's been a while now. But what about that UCLA basketball run, dude? Oh I, my god! It may, dude. I'm gonna one watch the, next year. One of the greatest runs, and uh, all those guys, I think for the most part, are coming back next year. Yeah. Like, dude, such a great run, man. And we should have been in that championship game. Like, I've never. Like, I hate those moments, but I love those games. Yeah. So, like, we hit that one, we tied it. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to another overtime. And then he just throws his half court, and you're just like, boom. Oh, my God. Like, me and your brothers were in there, and we just dropped to our knees, and we were like, and Dude. then Derek just started going, what? What? Like, oh, my God. Great, great game. And even all the announcers what? have yeah. said, we just watched one of the greatest college basketball games of Ever. all time. Ever. So that I, game I, was just so, so, so good. So uh, good. And I can't help but think, had they not gotten that, miracle shot that we would have actually competed against uh, who was it Baylor Baylor better we I feel like we would have competed and here's why every team that we played in this in that in that bracket were like what one two 
yep. like first seed, second seed, you know, third. Like we were, we planning, weren't supposed like, to make it past any of them. No, they were all dominant guys, and we prepared for each and every single yep. one and beat every. every we made them play them. our game. Yep. We didn't let them play to their strengths, and I think that's what we were done to Baylor. I'm not saying we would have beat Baylor because that's that's a bad team. Like they, they are, are strong, so good, man. man. It's a great team. So good. They so is Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a great team too, but we, to your point, we play to people's weaknesses. Like we slowed it down. We made them go at our pace. We didn't let them go on fast yep. breaks. We, oh my god, it was we looked great so game. we looked so prepared for each team that we played. Like I feel like we would have competed with Baylor just off of pure preparation, mm-hmm. and like. Uh, didn't we have a blown uh, a blown call to win the game too? Like, didn't Johnny at the end have like a blown yes, call? Yes, dude. Oh like, my god. LeBron. Everybody. Worst. Twitter was blowing up with. Are you kidding me? That's not a, a foul. Like, yeah. Oh, we would have won that too because Johnny. You would have hit the free throws. We would have been good, dude. Sent straight to Baylor, dude. I don't think we would have beaten Baylor. I'm not gonna be that overconfident. But I think we would have been a better game. Hell yeah, they got better. smoked. Like Gonzaga that shit wasn't even smoked. fun to watch. Like the championship game was us and Gonzaga because everybody watched that one, and then they had a boring ass one in the championship. Well, Baylor just dominated everybody. But I'm pretty sure that whole team's coming back next year, dude. The UCLA. Yeah. I hope so. I was if they do. Oh, well, I know they will. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna for sure start watching UCLA basketball, just for that. Like I started watching them in the playoffs. They have a great program in UCLA back with uh, John Wooden uh, behind me right here, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, great UCLA uh, player. Um, they've always had a good program of basketball at UCLA. Yeah. Always great. Them, Duke, Gonzaga mm-hmm. have always had great basketball teams. Um, and then just this, the rule now where you just play one game and you jump straight to the NBA, of course you're going to go for the money. So nobody stays there, no. you know. If they would do it like college, where you have to do at least two uh, college football, mm-hmm. where you have to do at least two years, it would make college basketball so much more better, dude. Yep. You know, I um, they'd stay and they'd make it more interesting. Yeah. Kevin Love one year, Russell Westbrook one year. I think the last person to actually do like all four years was Jordan Farmar. Mm-hmm. Back and he he did pretty good. He had a pretty good NBA career and then went and played in the European European league. Then you had Ed and Charles O'Bannon back in the day, the brothers, mm-hmm. O'Bannon brothers in UCLA. Man, oh man, that was the era. And, and college basketball to watch. Yeah. Those guys are sick. But it's crazy because they go to the NBA and they, they don't do shit. They don't do nothing. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i going to start watching UCLA basketball, and I'm going to I'm gonna be just a massive Johnny Two Cents fan no matter where he goes in the NBA. Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, that he guy carried is, the team. That guy's, that guy's a baller. Yeah. That guy balls out. Clutch, man. So clutch, man. He's so good. Um, but one thing I was going to say... Can you um, pull up highlights on that? Yeah. You know who else? What's his name? Was it Tiger? Yeah. Tiger, I was, I, I, I was stoked about watching him play, too. You want to pull up the game against Gonzaga? Or? Yeah. Uh, let me show it. Oh, God. Man. What is... The overtime right here? I don't know. Let me ask. Oh, this is the whole Yeah, this highlight. is the whole highlights, yeah. Nick, we made him play to us, though, dude. Yeah. I feel like our defense was so good, too. Dude, the the back and forth. I don't know how many lead changes there were, but it was crazy, bro. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was very like we held it longer. I think we had more, and then they kind of kept on creeping back, and then they just... Yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, I um, I I was so anxious beginning to end of this game. There was no resting point for me. No, none. No, there was none. I was anxious beginning to end. You know what's weird is I love um the UCLA colors. Oh my god! But then you look at like the Chargers colors, or you know, and you're yeah. like, dude, that's just ass. You know, but they're almost similar. With their new, with their new, <laughs> no, with their new jerseys, they were trying to be like us. Yeah. Everybody was saying like UCLA, and I still don't think they rock it. Where's the opposite Chargers jersey? I love. Oh yeah, so I, I was just thinking because I was like thinking about something, and you named somebody who I didn't know, and I was just about to say like a disclaimer. I could speak for myself. I don't know about. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about most of the time. <laughs> I just give my opinions on just what whatever I feel like. So if I say something that's ridiculous, just uh, ease off of the roaster. That guy is, wh- what's his name? I forgot his name. Let me see his jersey. Joaquez? Uh, Joaquez, yeah. Yeah. He was killing it too, dude. Yeah. It does not look like he'd be a basketball player. But Hell he was doing, no. He was doing good, man. Hell no. And then Tiger Campbell, Joaquez. Yeah. And then the, what was the big guy? Was it Riley or something like that? Too? Something like that, yeah. He was doing good too. Joaquez looks like he does like improv. Yeah. And smokes a lot of pot. Yeah. <laughs> Probably does one of those things. <laughs> Um, while we're watching this game, though, I want to mention. Um, I'm kind of glad the first one was a was a botch because I already liked the vibe of this this first episode better. Right, the first episode. I liked the other one because we were in the loft, dude. It was really yeah. Relaxed. It was chill. It was chill. We had like the background with the foosball table and the mini fridge and the TVs up. Like we're gonna do so many different ones. Like we were talking earlier, we're gonna we got in here. We could do another one in the loft. Yeah. We could do one in the backyard with the fire pit. You yeah. Know? Uh, we were talking about the Halloween. We could do some uh, random scary stories and yeah. stuff that my grandma used to tell me growing up. La da 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 and all them. And mm-hmm. Just different things. Just to be fun, dude. You know? Yeah. I, uh, I already like, I think uh, we're more comfortable in this one than we were in the first one. Yeah, there was a little bit more jitters because I didn't really know how it was going to be. I got to make sure I stay yeah. talking right here because I don't want to screw this one up too. Yeah, so I think I have a backup thing. No, I think I'm pretty close this time. Cause before it was like on my lap and it was down. I think we're no, we're fine. We're you're good. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, we we didn't have many laughs in the first episode. Yeah. I think it, we were talking about a lot of serious stuff. Like we were really we talked into the about draft. a lo- We talked about a lot of good topics though. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good of football them, stuff. Yeah, we talked a lot about uh. Trevor Lawrence, we gave our some of our predictions. Let's let's stay on topic. This I've seen a few lead changes already. Dude, this is like showing the whole fucking game, dude. Yeah. We're gonna be here for a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. I'm watching UCLA play basketball next year. For sure, dude. Look at that. Woo. And I am debating asking for a Gisele jersey. Hey, uh, UCLA, though, right? Oh, no, if he goes to the Nuggets, I'm not getting a Gisele Nuggets jersey. <laughs> Suck my ass, dude. Look, I'm not getting your jersey, Gisele. mustache, dude. That white dude just was irking me the whole fucking game. Yeah. His fucking mustache. Oh, my God. Um, Speaking of basketball, um, you know who's having, like, a a crazy, like, uh, all-star season? And you were talking about him when he, our team oh, was shit. ass. Our team was ass. As the Lakers, we had no LeBron, we had no stars. Russell? Julius Randle. Oh, Julius Randle, Ju- yeah. Julius Randle. Dude, I was always oh a Julius Randle fan. I yeah. love Julius Randle. From the Randall. beginning, you were saying, like, he's, like, going to be a stud. 
and like we just he just never got an opportunity. Or maybe it's coaching, dude. Like with football, you you go to certain programs and and coaching styles. Maybe he just found a good one that's playing to his skill set. I don't know. You, you know, as sad as it sounds, um, and as messed up as it may come off, I think it was Kobe's death. I think yeah. it was Kobe that turned him around. Yeah. Um, I think uh, because he's coming out now about a lot of the the deep, deep talks he would have with Kobe. Yeah, and about he, preparation yep. and getting ready and. Always making time, no matter where you're traveling, to, yep. to get those shots in. He's now he's going to where was it like local high schools, wherever he lands. Yeah. And after hours, and he makes sure he gets his time in. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if he was doing that already when he was playing with Kobe, because I know he had some time playing with Kobe. But I don't Shout know if he was doing. Mambo. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're wearing a jersey. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was cool. But I don't know if he was doing that already or when he started doing it when Kobe died. But I didn't start hearing it until Kobe died. Yeah. That he was putting in the extra hours and going as hard as he possibly could but whatever happened dude julius Randle is exactly what you predicted like years ago guy is an animal yeah that guy is so good good for him man you know i'll be a lifelong laker fan but there's certain people just like man i'm glad they're doing good yeah you know and that's him he I'm t- happy. dude everybody was making jokes about the new york knicks dude the, in this movie soul they roasted them <laughs> And the Knicks <laughs> blow it again. And then everybody's like, yeah, that's messed up. That's cold blood because it's true. And then out of nowhere, out of the blue, here comes Julius Randle, just carries that bum-ass franchise. Sorry for anybody who's a New York Knicks fan. They're good now, yeah. but they suck. They good used job, to guys. suck ass. Good job. Yeah, they used to be the, uh, the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Anybody who was, uh, who's from New York and used to watch the Knicks when they sucked was like us watching the Raiders when they sucked. Like... We just, I don't know why we mean the last the 20 game. years? <laughs> yeah. My yeah. Raiders have sucked for the last 20 years. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. they stopped yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just turned on we the game. We haven't stopped. For, we just had, like, like just, we were just, like, had hopeless, like, uh, optimism for them. Like, we were just, like, just turn on the Raiders. Maybe one, like, maybe they'll do maybe good, It's going to be this year. It's going to be this <laughs> year. This is the one. Oh, dude. Oh, man, we're going to have to trade chairs next podcast, man. This one's killing me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, oh. that's why the loft was good because we had the couches. Yeah, know? and it was like a relaxed vibe. You know? Yeah, dude, this is a full fucking game almost, man. Yeah, we you get the idea. I'm gonna watch Johnny <laughs> Juzang, Johnny Juzang. Probably gonna get one of his jerseys, uh, a UCLA one, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, big Shout Johnny, out Johnny Juzang. Juzang. Shout out Juzang basketball man. What a beast. What a beast. But I want to change the top the, the topic i know we talked about this but uh, like uh, behind the scenes a lot but i want to talk about it on record and on podcast just so i could feel cool if we uh predict something but um i uh i was telling you a lot about how much i love gus bradley already oh as yeah a Raider. um there's been so many pickups where it was like gus bradley's guy yeah that fits gus bradley Oop, he guess who that guy used to play for? Gus Bradley. Like it's already like he's this is his defense. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you can't be like oh like horrible on you know Gruden's a dumb whatever. You can't blame it on anybody else. That is that is all Gus Bradley. Like so I love that, that already. To that same point though, he, we got all these free agents that are Gus Bradley guys. We drafted to Gus Bradley's style. If these guys don't pull together and wake this defense up, then what? Is it one of those things where we're like okay let's wait a year? Let's see if they adjust to Gus Bradley's system, or is it, like, Gus Bradley's fault? Like, we can't go through a, a D coordinator again, so, like, he's at least there for another two years, right? Uh, yeah, I'll give it I'll give it 
next year and the year after, so two years. I'll give him two years. I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of c- just coming in. Next year, if he sucks, yeah, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I like Marinelli too. I'm glad he yes. stood after he did the interim D coordinator. Yeah, um, it, he's got man, the guy's got knowledge like years and years and years yep. of, of knowledge. So usually, when you're a uh, interim D coordinator, you bounce out because you want to you want to be a D coordinator, you want to stay. But I think he was just happy having a a, yeah. a good job and and uh, teaching these young kids. We've got a pretty young defense, man. Like, who's the oldest guy in that defense? Really, is it Corey Littleton, who's not even, like, 27? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got a super young defense. Super young, dude. Like, that team is not yeah, very it, old. I think Derek Carr is the oldest player on our team. To your point, though, I don't think our defense is going to suck not nearly as bad as it has been for years. But we have more, more of a payoff if we are, like, one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, because to your point, our team is so young. We're gonna have this defense if they're good for years. Yeah, the only thing that'll stop us from that point is injury. Yeah, so well, we need we need development people to develop. Like cause we got Casey Hayward, uh, but we got him on a w- one year deal. Yeah. So if he balls out this year, he's gonna ask for fat money. Yeah. You know, so you got fair. those kind of worries. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you gotta hope that Damon Arnett uh, steps up, but. That thing came out where I sent you that link where he was playing 20 pounds underweight. 20 pounds is a lot in That's football, man. That's a lot of weight. And now he's back up to, I think they said 194, when he his normal playing weight in college was 200 pounds. So who knows? That's either going to – we're going to get the Damon Arnett we drafted or it's going to be – it's going to slow him down because he's too big, too much muscle. He's going to get tired quicker. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but hopefully – I like the kid, and I hope he does good. Yeah. I, uh, I hope – Casey Hayward balls out and doesn't ask for a fat contract. I'm hoping because Gus Bradley's there and that's been his guy for a while, mm-hmm. that he's just like Gus Bradley, like, hey, like, yo, stick around, you take a couple of pay cuts maybe if we need you to, or you know, you just keep this kind of cash. We'll we'll give you a legacy, but we'll be good. Like maybe yeah. he, like you know, talks him into staying for a while for cheap, you know. Um, and then uh, that guy we drafted, like, I selfishly just want a jersey that says Diablo on the back. Oh my. Yeah. Like that's like a perfect Raider draft pick, dude. Hell Divine yeah, Diablo, dude. and they're Hell comparing yeah. him to Cam Chancellor, who is out of the game, way too young. You know, was top of his game. Yeah. It was injury, right? Injury, yeah. the yeah. head stuff. Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. It might have been like neck or something. Yeah. I remember looking it up recently. And I was like, damn, like how old is Cam Chancellor? I was like, thirty. What? Yeah, he could still be playing. I think man. Doug Baldwin was forced out of forced into retirement too. Yeah. So I think I read about him being forced into retirement. Like, that sucks, dude. And those guys were, like, some of the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. That's why I'm glad that, and I'm hoping that uh, Divine Diablo is that that next big thing for us, man. Just to have that badass jersey. Dude, you know? and I was telling you, 50% of, if he lives up to 50% of what Cam Chancellor was, we will be fine. Oh, yeah. We are going to be okay. And I think he was already saying he's going to cover, they told him, like, you're going to be covering the, the bigger guys. Like, you're going to be covering, like, the Travis Kelsey's and the George Kittles, like I was like, those big shoes to cover. Those are, yeah, those are a lot of those are some guys we have to, yeah. But uh, I'm confident in him because he's way too fast and like he's way too fast for his size. Yeah, like big he guy. does not. The fact that he's like big enough to be a linebacker, but like fast enough to be like a safety almost. I don't know if I'm like spot on with that interpretation but like yeah the fact that he could like go under both is crazy to me 
those hybrid players we're talking about. Oh, you yeah. know? Who in the draft that's not one of those big names, those Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance guys, do you think is going to make a big uh, a big splash? Quarterback or just just in, in general? general? You know what I'm gonna um, you know what I'm gonna say. Um, who is that quarterback you wanted? Um, Mont. Mont. He went to Minnesota, I think. When Kirk Cousins starts bombing, I think he's gonna come in and ball out. Yeah, I think that's he's true. Come in and ball out. I think he's gonna come in. I think he's gonna be like. I think they're gonna do like a a two peat with like rookie of the year candidate players. Like I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna they hit gold with him, and I think he's gonna come in for Kirk Cousins and start balling out with Justin Jefferson. I have that's two, my bullet prediction. I have two players, um, and you put me onto one of them, uh, Pitts, Kyle that went Pitts. to that yep. went to uh, Atlanta, and then Najee Harris, the running back, going to the Steelers. Oh yeah. Like I think both those guys are day one starters and day one impact players. Uh, the only worry is is their quarterbacks. How long are they gonna be in the league? Like Matt Ryan's getting up there, Ben Roethlisberger getting up uh, up there. Roethlisberger. So, like, Najee Harris don't really need a quarterback, but as long as you have a good O-line, um, and he'll get more carries if Ben starts to deplete his skills. Yeah, they don't got James Conner anymore either, so he's going to want that guy. Yep, he'll yep. be starting, dude. So, But Pitts, he needs somebody, you know. And I also think because they drafted Pitts, like, and he's a big guy, they're comparing him more to wide receiver. Does that mean Julio Jones is gone this year? Do you think he's out? Like, they're saying after June 1st they could trade him and they don't get a cap hit. So, and I heard same thing with Aaron Rodgers. All right, these guys want him. Julio, Julio Jones. I heard the Raiders want him. Oh, really man. Bad. But I also heard that Gruden would give anything up for Aaron Rodgers. So. I don't know. There's so many. What if we do, like, the craziest the craziest blockbuster and get Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones? Imagine that, dude. But with that, though, the only thing I'd be afraid of is who would be trading for that. Yeah. I, okay, so I saw a mock trade. I don't know if you saw it. I sent it to the group chat. It was me and uh. Boo, shout, shout out to Big Hog uh, Performance, but uh, there was a it was a mock trade. It was because everybody was saying like making their mock trades for if the Raiders were to trade for Aaron Rodgers, and it was the Raiders get Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. The Raiders trade Cleveland Farrell, Derek Carr, three firsts and a third. What do you think about that? I I'd, I'd be good with that. I'd be okay with the that. The three firsts is tough, dude. But the reason I'd be okay with it is because our team's already young, mm-hmm. so. We don't really need that many first rounders because we have a really young core. Yeah, you know the scary part would be, uh, what does Aaron Rodgers have? Another two three years, that's two three draft picks. So then once, uh, that's three years of first rounders. So when he does go out, that very first first rounder that we get back again, we'd have to go quarterback. Yeah, you know, and I guess what I'd say to that also is like who's been a who's been a first rounder that's paid off of Josh Jacobs and that's it. Yeah, you know, and at, so at, at best, late, right now, he's only, yeah. what, a thousand-yard rusher, and he really hasn't played to his potential. Hopefully, Kenyon Drake brings that out of him. Yeah. The two oh, yeah. Bama boys, you know? Yeah, Drake and Josh already, dude. I'm yep. excited for that. Um, yeah, the only one that's – I think we're a late-draft team anyways. Like, I feel like everybody starts talking about, like, positively about us in the later rounds anyway. And like, I think we're always the controversial. Yeah, um, and then also, too, uh, Mayock is pretty good about uh, – Getting draft picks later in the rounds, yeah, and I don't see why he can't. We, if we lose three years worth of first rounders each year, we'll deal a few players here and there to get back into the first rounder. If there's really that one player that's intriguing, yeah, you know. And to your point, like not many first rounders pay off for us. We find the gems in the second, third, and fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that thing we were seeing too? Where they were saying uh, more third rounders 
start in the NFL than first and second rounders. Yeah, it was like a weird. That's for like the whole like NFL. That. Like that's crazy. That so that means the third round picks are the most key player over your first and second rounders. So maybe people put too much stock in the first round. You know. Yeah, and I'd uh, I'd say that uh, the reason I I I think the reason why um, first rounders like statistically the later guys are better is because uh, I'd argue that like the first rounders have a lot more pressure. Yeah, to, to perform, they're shoved in there quicker, and they're usually more high-profile positions. Quarterback, yeah. running back, and they're going receiver. in there like I got drafted in the first round. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta show them that I was that guy, and then they get oh, like two in their head, and they just bomb. Or maybe even let's say if it's a wide receiver, um, then the quarterback kind of feels like, hey, you're a first-round pick, you better catch this. You yeah, know? and you start yeah. forcing throws, and they're they're dropping them, or the yep. pressure gets to them. I don't know. There's gonna be so many different things. Yeah, and then you had like people like Baker Mayfield, who was like in in his first starts, he was just throwing it way too hard, like maybe because oh yeah, he was like, rifling it, dude. Oh my god, it was like it looked like it was knocking the air out of Jarvis Landry when he was throwing it at him, dude. <laughs> knocking like, the juice out of juice. Yeah, dude, I was like, damn. I love Baker Mayfield though. Yeah, I, I go love back to that fiery play. guys, man. Yeah. I love fiery guys. Well, that sounded wrong. I love fiery guys. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. <laughs> Married, 17 mm. years. <laughs> Married to uh, a beautiful wife. Four kids. Yep. Uh, He's one. <laughs> sir, number one. The first overall pick right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited for Gus Bradley. To stay, to go back to what I was originally going to say, I've been saying it all, like, ever since we got him. Like, I was like, oh, you know, when we got him, because I was like, oh, Chargers, that's where he came off from. Ooh, you know? And then mm-hmm. I was like, it was like, you know, this is the Gus Bradley free agency signing like oh this is gonna fit Gus Bradley and I was like oh damn like he's already taking command of this team yeah and maybe like, he didn't do good with San Diego or LA I'm sorry I get all confused they're not LA in my head yeah. but um because maybe teams don't build like we did and pick mm-hmm. up players to his style they're just like hey you gotta make these guys work yeah work to your style and it doesn't always work that way so yeah. um he's to your point he's the I keep saying that he's Picked up a lot of free agents, and he's helped draft people that fit to his style. Yeah, every description I see of everybody that we pick up, because I always do research, it's always like something in, in, on the lines of like, yeah, this is a guy that's going to fit what Gus Bradley yeah. coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, get, I, get, I got super excited about that. Regardless of if he sucks or not, I'm very optimistic. And a lot of people always say that the Raiders really, really needed to draft defense this year. Um First off, you got what you wanted. We did. Yeah, only one person. The, yeah. O line. Dude. Two. Did. The first and the last round were O line. Rest and defense. That's what the what most Raider fans were complaining about. But I mean, I don't think a lot of people paid much attention to or give them enough credit to coaching. Yeah. Because Paul Gunther was. I mean, if you're Paul Gunther listening to this right now, which you're probably not. If you are though, click off. I don't like you. You suck, dude. Yeah. He didn't uh, care, dude. School. He didn't care. Like, no. you would always say it, too, and then the, the camera would go to him, and it'd be like a blown play, and he's just in there. Looking all stupid, yeah. Didn't care, dude. And then you I have people it. like Will Compton that come out, that came out afterwards and were like, dude, he had no accountability at practice. He Like, so even players were like, he, so he's just reading off a piece of paper. He probably grabbed some ideas, different concepts from different people, and he's just trying to make it work. There's no fire in him. There's no, you know what I mean? Nope. Like. Nope. There wasn't. He's. I don't know how he made it to that level, anyways. But. Yep. I. Uh, he was. He was four. There was way too many times where you were like, 
me and you both individually, I don't know, it, it was it was a high it was a close race between between me and you of how many times we were like, Why did you call that? Yeah. Or like we were like, Why do, why that doesn't make any sense or oh, here we go, wide open down the middle again. Like why like what are we doing? You know what I mean? And there was like a hundred times where we said that probably Dude, when, when we signed him to be our new D coordinator, the first thing I said was, "Why? He yeah. played. He was the D coordinator for Cincinnati, and they didn't have the best defense. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, it didn't make much sense. Was it a favor because that's where his brother coached, and that was a buddy of his brother, Jay Gruden? Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and to that point too, didn't Gus Bradley uh, play or coach DC for? The prime Seattle Seahawks defense, the Legion mm-hmm. of Boom. Legion of Boom. Boom, yep. So, so hopefully he go. brings that Read back. Resume. Yeah. With the, the type of, the, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, the history of the, the Raiders being, like, the bad guys, you know, our, our type of fans. Ruthless, yeah. Ru- like, the Legion of Boom belongs with the Raiders. Like, I know yeah, it was founded in Seattle and the Seahawks, I get it. But maybe we bring our own version. Like, just that name yep. goes with the mystique. That's the word right there of the Raiders. And I'll you know call them I mean? the Empire. Yeah. The right, and maybe we, we're not the Legion of Boom, but maybe we're the actual Legion of Doom because that's what we bring the offensive. Who knows? I'm hoping. Yeah. This is all hoping, you know, because I've been 20 years of watching them fucking go 8-8 eight eight at best. Okay, so here's, here's, okay, so here we go. The Legion of Boom consider, consisted of four players. It was... Oh, who was it? it Cam was Chancellor, Chancellor. It was Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. There had to be somebody else. There was somebody else. I swear there was somebody else. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. There you go. So four players. Yep. Our te- our What's defense. What's up with that fucking guy? Huh? What's up with that fucking guy? Earl Thomas. He's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, nobody wants him because then he like beat his family or something. And he has like really bad personality issues. Like doesn't yeah. show up to practice. Yeah, I think he's better than everybody. Yeah. Um. He had <laughs> a few good years with Seattle. Old man, like <laughs> cut it out. Yeah, um, <laughs> cut it out, <laughs> dude. Like, what do you what do you think you are, man? Like, uh, cut it out. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know like, why that cracks me. You're listening. Fucking cut it out. What are you doing, dude? Uh, I love watching you play football. Now you're just a big ass baby. Like, he's at home. Like, oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> my fault, dude. Uh, okay, so yeah, um, I'm sorry. Boom consi- consisted of four players. Yeah. We get the new Legion of Boom. Predict the future. We get the new Legion of Boom in Vegas. Who are the four players? So First two are locked in for me. Morig, the guy Morig. we just drafted. Abram, heavy hitter at strong safety. Um, I don't know if we have that linebacker on yet, but we got that hybrid, uh, D- Divine Diablo. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully Trayvon Mullen is the, the lockdown corner and then maybe now he don't have to have all that pressure now they have Casey Hayward and he has a great year yeah you know about my prediction for Legion of Boom in Vegas Max Crosby Nick Kwiatkowski Mo Rig and Jonathan Abram because Kwiatkowski was all over that field oh yeah and he, every play he's also underrated oh yeah like, he was a beast yeah and then shout out to Max Crosby my favorite Raider oh yeah he's um, so good, man. he played injured last year dude like everybody gave him crap for having a, a average year but he led the team in sacks uh he was in every play and he was hurt he had a couple of different injuries it was like hand shoulder and a couple things i think josh renfro and crosby have played almost every season hurt though mm-hmm. i think renfro like like played with like hurt lung 
And yeah, then, he had like, a punctured lung and a hit or something. Yeah, and then, like, Max was always playing hurt and still just crushing quarterbacks. And then Josh Jacobs was always, like, you always hear, like, he hurt, hurt something in, like, his thigh or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he plays through it, dude. That guy's oh, a, yeah. They're he's so a tough. beast, dude. Like, you see him limping on the side, and you hear him go to a coach. He's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But you see him limping still, you're like, dude. He's, he limps on the sidelines, but then they let him go in, and he's he's running. He's running. He's trotting back oh, on the field, he's and he's not going to show it. He can, yeah. He's not going to show yep. it, you know? Yeah, you never know. You can't teach heart, man. No. But you, you hear about his story and, like, sleeping in cars growing up and, and having to get his way into to Bama. You know, the guy's resilient, man, and he, he pushes, and that's showing even in the bros for him. You can't help but be, like, a huge Josh Jacobs fan. Yeah. With stories like that. And another thing I was going to bring up to you, God, I know we're going to have a lot of Cowboy fans listen to this. So for, the first thing I want to say is your team sucks. I hate your team. Uh, mm-hmm. You make it. Ditto. It's not even just the players on their team. It's like just you. If you're watching this and you're a Cowboys fan, it's just you. You're the yeah. problem I have with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, Big mouth. Um, but I couldn't help but feel so happy for Micah Parsons. Yeah. Did you see, dude, did you see yeah. that video? Yeah. Oh like God. that's a, your childhood team, dude. And he's like even down here, but I'm going to cry if they get me. I'm going to cry. cry. Yeah, I saw the video. And he like, gets the call. That was awesome, dude. I love those videos. Yeah, I love like, watching those. He's like, all I want is the Cowboys. Like, that's all I yeah. dreamed of. Like, and that's I'm the guy I wanted, but, like, I could, I, so happy for him, dude. Yeah, you know? I couldn't help but be happy for him, even though it was a Cowboys. But when he got the phone call and he's like, hey, man, he's like, yo, hello. And he's like, this is uh, Jerry Jones. You're going to be a Cowboy. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, I was, like, getting all sad. I was like, damn, that's dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I hope he sucks because he's a Cowboy, <laughs> but – it's a good story, nonetheless. Yeah, he's, I'm saying that because he's probably gonna whoop it's on a, us. It's a tough position, man, because the last surefire linebacker that everybody was talking about was Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, and I know it's only been a year, but I've never heard his name since. I haven't so. heard nothing like of him tearing it up nope. or being, you know, that. Then again, linebackers don't always get the the hype because they don't get the yeah. they don't get the sacks like the D linemen. You know, they don't get the interceptions like the corners. So they're just their biggest stat is tackles. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of hard to get your name out there, I guess, as a, as a linebacker. Okay. So, so I want to hear it. I want to hear your opinion on this now. Um, I want your your top five corners, rookie or second year bust. 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 Like they're gonna suck this year. Either on their, uh, it's uh, a second year or a rookie. Um, and I want your second year. Or rookie class, uh, second year they're gonna keep fire, and then rookie year like they're gonna have a, a great rookie season. All right, so offense and defense. Let's go back and forth. So I think great year, uh, Jamar Chase with uh, the Bengals. I think he's gonna yeah. he's gonna have a great year. Yep. Especially with Burrow. Yep. Um, bust rookie year, and I don't think it's anything to do with him and and his skill set. But it's Wilson with the Jets, and I think it's just because it's the, the Jets, and, mm-hmm. and he's going to be, like we were talking about earlier, um, forced to win now. They traded anybody that would have started, so mm-hmm. he's going to start game one. Yeah. So they're going to force him into that role, and he's going to have to her- learn a whole new system. And the, the pros are a lot faster than college. Yeah. It's the cream of the crop. So I think he's going to have a rough year. And, and like I said, it's nothing to do with him or his skill set. I'm sure he's a great quarterback, and he probably can be one later, but I just I think year one he's going to struggle. Yeah. And then Jamar Chase is going to have a great year in the borough. As long as Burrow stays healthy, those two are going to do great things in Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. I'm such a big Burrow fan as well. I love yeah. his personality. I love players with personality. Baker yeah. Mayfield, Joe Burrow, that guy. Like, I like those guys a lot. 
Um, so my rookie of the year, my rookie of the year is Trevor Lawrence. I feel like the only thing they were having trouble with was the quarterback. I think Gardner Minshew was like average, and that's why they. He had his he had his flashes here and there. Yeah, he had his games. Like I feel like he can't lead a football team when I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come in there and ball out. I think Trevor Lawrence is winning rookie of the year. And I think uh, your bust is going to be um, – wow. I didn't give this much thought, so I was just wanted to see how you would answer it. But I'm going to say the bust is um, Justin Fields. Mm. I think he's – I think if he starts next year, if he starts next year, at uh, any point, I think he's going to suck. I don't think he's going to start. Uh, they already said he's not going to start, so mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll take over at some point. Um, but I, I actually think he's going to go on to the season uh, third string because they have to pay Foles, uh, Nick Foles all that money, mm-hmm. and he's going to be number two. So if Andy Dalton struggles, it's going to be Foles that goes in there. So I, I think Fields is going to um, be third string. And then you were talking about Buster, who has a good year, uh, but you also said right now rookie of the year. I don't think Jamar Chase is going to be rookie of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a great year, and he's going to be a breakout player. Rookie year, for me, is Najee Harris, uh, the running back from the Steelers. I mm. think he's going to win rookie of the year next year. Mm. Yeah, that's I am excited to watch him play as well. Uh, oh, I was going to say, too, um, when he got drafted, um, there uh, I don't know if it was the pick after or whatever, but he was already in commercial commercials with Drew Brees. Did you see that? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? He's already making cash. Yeah. Like, he's already There's good. a couple of players. Yeah. I only saw him. Just off know, his but. name. I think it's that new uh, law that they have where college players are allowed to make money off of uh, mm. their their like their face and whatever. And that's, I think that's why they're bringing yeah. the the bas- the the, ooh, NCAA. Basketball, the NCAA uh, yeah. football back because before a lot of the players were like, man, I'm on the cover, but I don't get no money for this. That's not cool. And now they're gonna have to pay them, mm-hmm. you know. And then they're gonna actually have their names in the game instead of just bootleg players like mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, uh, dude. My fucking lower back and my ass is dying in this fucking chair. No, it's all good. We'll end it here soon. <laughs> no, 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 um, no. I'm having a great time. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, so, bust, I'm going to say... Who did I say? Did I say somebody? Oh, yeah. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. The reason why is you were telling me before this podcast that his reaction was like he was pissed off. I wonder if you could find it, dude. Because they say that when he got the call from Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, like he had no... Uh, like enthusiasm, like he almost like he was like, oh shit, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that, it's like I didn't want to go here, or maybe he was just upset in general that he fell that far. I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I wouldn't he, be able to bring this on, bring it up right here because it would be doing based on what my reaction was. Oh, so, well, uh, no, maybe just so you could see it, so you could see his facial expression. Oh, it shows his facial expression. Yeah, because it's like that. You know those things we like to watch where it's like um, uh, when they get the call. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see. I wanted to see some nice B walls, dude. something but like i seen a, a clip of it and i was like oh shit he did not, he, it's true he did not look happy but if you actually look at him in general when he poses for pictures he's not the most animated guy he's a very serious guy yeah. so i don't know how real it was that he was upset if you ask him he's never gonna admit it because he's there for the next four years at least yeah. and then five years if they yeah. get the five-year option on him mm-hmm. so like he's never gonna admit that he didn't want to be there yeah like, that'd be career suicide so he's gonna deny it of course 
Yeah, I even said it, I think, too, when he got drafted. I was like, he does not look very excited. Mm-hmm. He looks pissed. Um, and then they couldn't get the um, the reaction live because when they went to him, uh, the Bears were on the clock. They went to another player that was still on the clock, uh, that was still available to draft, and they went to him. And remember, he was at home with his family on the couch. The couch was completely empty, and it was, like, weird. It was like, uh... Where's everybody, Where's everybody at? at? So that's when I was like, I, I think I told you, I'm like, he's going to get drafted right now. Yeah. Because he's not right there. Mm-hmm. And then um, they all pulled up, and he had like a phone in his hand, and he put it in his pocket. And I'm like, oh, he got the call. And then boom, they yeah. said the Bears took him. So. so you didn't get to see it on camera, how he reacted to uh, that phone call at all. Okay, so I know you're number two for a uh, great rookie season. You're it's Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you think Naja uh, Najee Harris yeah. is rookie of the year. I think Trevor Lawrence is rookie of the year. So my second best is probably probably going to be Panay Sewell. Oh, yeah. I, I think gonna... he's just going to pancake everybody. You know what sucks with O-linemen is, is, is the same thing with linebackers. It's not a flashy position. No, you're not going to get a lot of that. You know, and, you, and the only time you see them do good things is you have to actually fixate on them because it's a whole O-line. Yeah. And if you fixate on them, you're like, oh, man, he's tearing up that D-line, you know, that D-end, you know. Yep. But when you're watching a game, we're, we don't ever really look at the O-linemen. We look at the the, the – the mirror, or not the mirror, the fucking curtain they put up to protect that quarterback, and that's it. We don't look at one player. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell, but I think that guy is going to be uh, an anchor for the O-line uh, for that team mm-hmm. for years to come. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that guy's going to – Yeah. That Good guy's for him, gonna... man. I've seen him and his family, too, when he got picked. That was awesome, dude. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, I saw a video of him like uh, going to the facilities for the first time. He just looked so excited. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he just looked like he, a kid at Disneyland. He was just like super excited. He's like, this has always been my dream, like – so happy to be here, like picking everybody <laughs> up and hugging them, like all the staff and everything. That's dope, dude. Yeah, I was like super excited about that. So I think he's gonna have a great. So that's my second, and then my second bust is gonna be. Uh, Can you pull up the lineup here? Because I'm yeah. trying to think too. Draft results. Let me ask you this: While you're looking it up, uh, who starts Week One for the Niners? Garoppolo or Trey Lance? They said Garoppolo was. Garoppolo. Yeah. They said Garoppolo was their for sure go ahead uh, this week. Well, that's not who gets traded. Still can. Yeah, right. I think he's gonna come mid mid season. I think Trey Lance is gonna start uh, mid season. Especially if they struggle. Yeah, I think what's go- they're gonna it's what's gonna happen to him is what happened to Baker. First four games, Terod Taylor started, and then uh, they're like, you know, Terod's not bad, but we're not winning games. And then Baker comes in and just wins them the game. That's crazy because that's what happened. Uh, with the Chargers, same player, Tyrod Taylor, starting. He gets the, the doctors puncture the dude's lung, and yeah. he gets benched. And then right before the game, they tell homeboy, hey, you're going in. And then he never gets – he's started the rest of the year. Yep. Okay, my number two for bust. A bold pick here. Now that I see all the names, I remember all of them now. Uh, bold prediction, Patrick Sertain. I think he's going to get uh, – I don't know. The schedule hasn't come out yet. Right? If he plays us game one and they, they assign him to Waller, I think that's going to break him. Yeah. Like, I think Waller's going to body slam him, and then his 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 his, his mindset is just going to be downhill from there. Like, I think he's going to get crushed by somebody, and then he's just going to be like, eh. you know, he's just going to get frazzled to where he just sucks ass for the rest of the season. Yeah. You know, because he's going to be man. like, my, the rest of my season's going to have to be covering George Kittle. Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> I, didn't even put it, I didn't even think about it like that. He's got to cover 
Darren Waller, George Kittle, and uh, Travis Kelsey. Because I think I think San Fran plays Denver a couple times a year, right? Do they? Well, they the they rotate every year what conference plays each one. Oh, okay. So I don't so. know if he's gonna play George Kittle, but he might. Yeah. Um, and then Hunter Henry's not with the Chargers anymore. He's with the, the yeah. Patriots. So that's a, a safe yeah, for him. So like gonna... for me, the bust, and this can be controversial for you and a lot of people out there. Devonta Smith. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because the Eagles are obviously not 100% sold on Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Hurts ran a lot last year because they don't have the greatest O-line. Mm-hmm. So if he's not given time to do what he does best and he's running a lot, Devontae Smith is obviously not going to get the ball a lot. He's not going to mm-hmm. get a lot of attention. Or it's going to be forced throws or he's going to have to break his route because he's trying to get open because Hurts is running or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to have a, a rough year, man. I don't – I don't, and I know he was a Heisman, Heisman Trophy winner. But I also noticed nowadays being a Heisman Trophy winner isn't – like it's great for college and a lot of big-name players win it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't translate that much anymore in the NFL. You know, there's Heisman Trophy winners that went in there and uh, then didn't do shit in the NFL. Yeah. Who was the last good – Heisman in the NFL. I don't know. I'd have to. Did Baker win? Maybe it's Baker. Yeah, I think Baker won. Or was it Darnold? Who won that? Was it 2018 they got drafted? The 2018 Heisman. Kyler Murray? No, it's uh, not. That wasn't his season. I think it was 2022. Baker Mayfield. So that was the last decent good. Like, that was the last good Heisman winner. Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next. Well, there's some good ones because I'm pretty sure uh, Jackson from the Ravens, the quarterback, he did. Didn't he win it? Lamar Jackson? Yeah. No, he was the same draft class as Baker. Oh, okay, so he's probably the runner up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wait. Did he get it the year before Baker? Because you can win it multiple years. Yeah, hold on. You could run for it multiple years, right? I'm pretty sure. Like you said? In 2016, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Okay, see, okay I thought he won it. Yeah, I thought he won it at one point. Yeah, I said no because I saw Baker and I know they were drafted in the same draft class. And I, I, re- I uh, an image of him holding it flashed in my head. And yeah, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my next tear it up. This one's also controversial. Mac Jones, dude. I swear to you, I was just yep. gonna say, don't say Mac Jones. Mac I'm Jones. looking right at the name, yep. and it, it was like we're on the same wavelength, dude. Is I, he gonna start there though, over Cam? So okay, so what I was gonna say though is this one's super dependent on whether or not because you were saying uh, you don't know if uh, uh, like Jimmy G's still gonna be there if he's starting or not. If they don't trade him, what is it June first? Mm-hmm. Tra- if they don't, tra- if Niners don't trade Jimmy G, I think Mac Jones is gonna be uh, overlooked and I think he's gonna ball out. He's gonna. But be he like, has to beat out Cam Newton. I think he'll beat out Cam Newton. But Cam was like, how much? So like they're giving him too much money, giving Cam too much money to sit on the bench. Well, they're all, they're, you know, Chicago also has three quarterbacks. Too. Yeah, and we paid a shitload of money to uh, Mariota last year to sit on the bench. Yeah, he I think uh, I think if they have an opportunity to start someone who's going to win football against them, especially Belichick, who's like, who just his only priority is to win, obviously. Yeah, like I feel like he will start Mac Jones if he feels if he feels like he's worthy, especially with the numbers that Cam Newton was dropping last year. I saw him like had like forty six passing yards one game. I was like, that is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. How do you drop 46 passing yards? I could drop 50 right now. Right. Send me into the NFL. Give me the 
Can we can I see what I thought I need? Well, and, yeah, and you look at Derek Carr. He only throws it three yards, and he gets credit for fifty because Waller takes it that far. Dude. And everybody talks about Derek Carr throwing for four thousand yards, but did he really? Because he checked down how much eighty percent of the time, yeah. and Josh Jacobs, Waller, or Renfro take it the rest of the way. So yeah, it's easy to have a high completion percentage when you're throwing it three yards. I could do that. Oh yeah, and I said this in the first podcast. If you're a Derek Carr fanboy, suck my ass. Yeah. I hate. Listen. <laughs> I, I love the Raiders. Hate. As long as he's on the roster, I want him to do good. Do I believe he's going to do good? No, I think we've seen the ceiling of Derek Carr. Oh, yeah. We've seen what he's capable of. We've seen what he could get us, and it's 9-7. and seven. It's 8-8. Eight and eight. It's That's what we got. He had that great year when we went like 12-4 and four or whatever, and then he broke his ankle. And that was our it. ceiling, dude. We've yeah. seen what we're going to get with Derek Carr. Uh as long as we don't trade him and he's our quarterback next year, am I going to root for him to win every game? Yes, yeah. because I'm a fan. I'm a Raider fan, and that's number one. I want him to do good as long as he has that jersey on. Do I think he's the answer and he's going to get us multiple Super Bowls? No, I don't. He will never step on a Super Bowl field ever in his career. And listen, Maybe as a backup. Yeah, I think his brother. Maybe. I think his brother got a ring behind Eli. Yeah, there's only a couple of teams I could see him making the Super Bowl with. Among uh, those, New England. I was just going to say New England. I think he can in New England, yeah. dude, under Belichick because yeah. they'll work to his style. Yep. And then maybe uh, under Sean Payton with the Saints. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he might be good there. Yeah, yep. Because I think he was like uh, – everybody was comparing him to Drew Brees. Like he's a, a check down team like Drew Brees. But Drew mm-hmm. Brees, when he check downs, he wins football games. So that's the difference. But, yeah. Um, well, because he doesn't panic. I think Carr panics. He doesn't let receivers get into their um, – well, shit, if I – fractured my back and broke my ankle, I, I might panic too. Yeah, I'd be a scary-ass person. But he didn't let his receivers uh, go their routes, and then he does that college shit where he stares down his receiver, mm-hmm. and you know where it's going. You're like, God, he's looking at Waller, and that's always – he's not looking anywhere else. You have Renfro on the side wide open or, or rugs or somebody else. Like, he just – whatever the play's made for, that's what he's looking for. That person's not open. Okay, where's my check down? Where's Josh Jacob at? Okay, yeah. there he is. There's my three-yard pass. Yep. You know, always like that, and uh, you we made we said this in the first podcast. He's a safe quarterback. Yeah, very the safest safe. like quarterback. He only throws it if they're open. He wait, dude. And for the last couple of years, we had a very strong offensive line. Granted, last year I get it, a lot of injuries on the O line, um, a lot of switching in and out. But shout out to Tom Cable, he did a great job with backup players, still holding that line. So that's not an excuse, man. That O line held. With the backups. And that's another thing, too. And he doesn't wait. He doesn't sit in the pocket, man. He panics right away, dude. And, and that's what I was going to say to the Derek Carr fanboys. If you're a Derek Carr fanboy, suck my ass, all right? Derek that's Carr gross. Is a, <laughs> yeah. Derek Carr is an average quarterback at best. Yeah, at, at best. At best, he's mm. average. And he's for the people— He's average quarterback. The people who suck his dingling like he's, like, the greatest <laughs> quarterback to ever live, like, dude, get suck my ass. Like, get out of my DMs on Twitter. <laughs> You were an idiot. Like he's he's not even close. Dude. Where does he's that come not... from? Where does where does the term "suck my ass" come from? Like who? Like that had to be something where they meant to say something else, and it was just they fucking panicked in that moment. And they're like, "Suck my ass." Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people in the WWE did some ass sucking on Vince McMahon. Remember those? Oh guys? god. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, literally, literally, yeah, literally, I'm not even kidding. Like a lot of people kissed his ass on live television back in the day, but, uh, a lot of people, I was going to say a lot of people gas up car, like he's an elite quarterback 
you are that person, you're an idiot. I don't care who you are. You're an idiot. Because they're gassing him up based off stats. Yes, he's a great stat quarterback, but they're not real, dude. You can't say he threw for 4,000 yards when he mm -hmm. threw for three and the wide receiver tied in a running back took it the rest of the way. He checks down. He's a high completion percentage quarterback. Yes, because he checks down. Yeah. The yards ain't real. The percentage ain't real because he's, he. They also has a stat where he has it the the quickest release. That's because he's throwing it right away. He's not letting the routes progress. Yep. He's not waiting for people to get open. He's not going through his progression of the wide receivers. That's why those stats look like that. They're fake stats. They're not real. Yeah. So and if you want to go off of stats, come on, man. And every every deep pass, like I think a lot of people send me like videos of him throwing the ball deep. Last year was the first time he's really did it. Yeah. So I'll give him props for that. He is evolving. If he continues and does it even more this year, fucking great. We're gonna be I would yeah. I'd happily be the first person to eat crow and be like, fuck, I was wrong. Derek I'd be Hart's the first one. Yeah. I would be the first one to be like, hey, I'll come on this podcast and say, I apologize to all the Derek Carr fanboys. You guys were right. I was wrong. I'm a fucking idiot. I would gladly do that. Yep. Do I think I'm going to have to? No. Never. But I would love to. I would love to have to do that. Yeah. I really would. And he, every person he threw the ball deep to, open. Yeah, wide open. open. He waits for yeah, the safe like, routes, the safe passes. And that's why it didn't make sense to me why we drafted Ruggs, why we drafted Brian Edwards. Because Ruggs is a deep ball guy. Mm -hmm. And Derek Carr doesn't throw the ball deep every play like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers would do. Like yep. He sees the opportunity there. That's what Ruggs was like made for like he was the made speed, to run yeah he was made to run and like he was made for the deep balls he's not we already have a guy to hit slants and that's renfro yep you know we need him to play deep but Derek Carr's not gonna throw it deep you know what i mean the only time he got a deep ball to rugs and we were like that's what we needed was against the the, the walk-off jets game yeah which i got excited and listen and he I, fucking rainbowed that we got lucky that they blitzed because yeah. that shit fucking stood in the air forever and i don't think i took a breath that entire time i was like <laughs> Yeah. Waiting and for that shit to get intercepted by some free safety because that shit was in the air for a long time. And to the people who might think he's lying about, like, we'd, we'd, we'd be all aboard the Derek Carr train if he teed off. We screamed our asses off that game when he yeah. got that walk off. We yeah. were yelling, let's go. You know, I we want him screaming. to do good. I don't hate the guy. He's a good person. He's a good dude. Like, yeah. He's a good, and, and yeah, we don't want our team to lose. I want Carr to do good. Yep. I'm giving my opinion on why I don't think that's going to happen. No. You know, and, and the, the fanboys out there, all they have is the stats. Yeah. And I just proved your stats wrong, dude. Here's the he stats. Yes, the highest completion yep. is because he checks down. Yeah. And here's the stats. When's the last time the Raiders went to a playoff game? Uh, the so year he went, go. had his uh, MVP candidate year, which was just once. Just once. Just and once. that was like the last time we ever stepped on a playoff football field and we got hurt. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying, like, and I heard a lot of comparisons too. I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but a lot of people are saying, like, the reason why we're afraid to start Mariota is because he's injury prone. Isn't Derek Carr hurt every year? He get, he hurts something. Something. There's something. Yeah. He gets yeah. hurt every year. Yeah. yeah, he plays, but he gets hurt every year. So you want to talk about injury prone? That dude gets injured all the time. Why don't you do what Miami did? Throw in, they threw in Tua and Fitzmagic randomly. Do that with Mariota and Carr. Yeah. I guarantee you they won't get hurt because they're not playing every game. Yeah. Yeah. You keep them yep. healthy. You're paying Mariota starter money anyways last year. Yeah. And I, I hope Mariota gets some play time because he showed, like, a lot of people were like, see, see, this is why Derek Carr started when we played against the Chargers or whatever, whoever we played. But I was like, dude, like, one, like, the first 15 minutes were Derek Carr mm -hmm. where he got hurt and hurt his nut but what, or whatever he hurt that game. But, like, <laughs> if, if Mariota had started from the beginning, I don't think he would have lost that game. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, oh, God. Know.
Yeah, I know. Which I don't know if he has any because that dude is just so afraid to throw the football. Yeah, Mariota lost that game, but he went in there cold. He didn't practice with the starters. Derek Carr makes it a point. He turns, makes it a joke where he says, yeah, I don't give Mariota much time with the first team. Yeah. So he the timing's off, and he still was throwing bombs to Waller. Hell he yeah. was still competitive in the game. It was entertaining. It was fun. He took chances. He ran. He got first downs with his feet where a car would have just ran straight out of bounds after a yard. Yep. Like, Mariota was juking people, you know. And Okay, so back to my point where I'll be the first person to come on here and say I was wrong. Uh, Derek Carr is great if he does good. Wasn't I the first one, both of us, with mm-hmm. Mariota? Yep. We were not Mariota fans because we're UCLA fans. We didn't like Mariota because he was Oregon. My brother Anthony's a big Oregon fan. I was talking Mariota this. He was all over Mariota's nuts. We hated. We talked so much shit about Mariota. So yeah. much shit. The guy went in there, balled out, and he changed my mind. And I, I admitted like, it. Yeah. We were the first one to say, "My bad. You're and right. We that guy, the, that kid's fucking balling it." Yeah, and we were the first people to say, "Let's start Mariota, please." Yep. Start Mariota. Like, yep. uh, so I have no problem admitting my faults. Yeah, no he problem. Out, like, oh, yeah, please, good. Derek Carr, if you're listening, prove me wrong, man. Prove me wrong. Go out there, kill it. You're a great person. You're a great dude off the field. You are a good football player. Uh, I'm sure you could win. Just prove me wrong, dude, because I don't think you could do it here. No. I don't don't think think you can either. Like, I'll even throw shade at Gruden, dude, because I don't think Gruden's the same guy. No. I was the first person that wanted Gruden back. He's not that fiery coach anymore. He's on the sidelines. I don't know if it's because he's afraid to to cuss at Carr because of Carr's religious beliefs. I don't know what it is, but, like, Carr does something dumb, and he's just on the sideline going, and then hearing, and he just listens to and the car, car bitch to him. Like, yeah, and then he's like, I know, I know, that's good, it's okay. Like, he lets it, man. I remember him and Gannon just cussing each other out, screaming at the top of their lungs on the sideline. Yep. You know? I, I don't think Gruden's the same guy anymore, man. He's, no, he's, he went soft, in my opinion. Like, he just needs to get that fire. He needs to tell Carr, like, when he's... Because I see so many three and outs and just him walking to the side, like, oh, stupid. Like, yeah, he's beating himself up over it, but, like, dude, like, make sure he knows. You know what I like think he's, it is? It, he's explaining himself to Gruden on the decision he made, and what is Gruden going to say? Because it was the smart, safe play. It was the safe play because yeah. Carr's a safe quarterback. Oh, this was, he was the only one open. To the, so I know it was third and 15, but the only one that was open was five yards down the thing, so I got my completion because he's five yards, so it was, it was a safe, right play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know he was open. What yeah. am I, How are you going to argue that shit? But, like, yeah, that's a good point. But to go to that point also – so I was saying how rugs didn't make much sense, especially if you were planning on keeping Carr, because one he's a deep ball guy. But we also didn't draft. We also drafted Brian Edwards, who mm-hmm. didn't fit to Derek Carr style at all. Nope. I was telling you, I was like, "That's a good pick. That's a good pick." Because when we dra- when we when we drafted him, I was like, "That's a good pick. That's a good pick." Every single highlight, I think every single highlight that Brian Edwards had was a contested catch. Yep, he fought for it. He fought for every ball. He was not wide open for most of his highlights. And didn't Gruden make a uh, comment about that when he uh, gave him the call that he was being drafted? Like, hey, man, you know. You need to start running people over. Yeah, like start running people over or something because he's such a physical player. And, and that doesn't work for Carr because Carr's not going to let him fight for the ball because Carr's only going to throw it if he's open. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So to change sports, but still a sport, it just pops in my head right now. Um, wrestling, dude. You think Brock's gonna come back? Well, okay. So here's what I was gonna tell you. So or, or Rousey, because she's she just announced she's pregnant, so she's out for at least nine months. Her yeah. and Travis Brown are having a kid. So like, is she gonna come back? Is the Beast Incarnate gonna come back? So here we go. So I've, I've actually been catching up with WWE because it's getting good. 
So you remember I told you about that story with uh, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns, how like yeah. he was like, I'm the head of the table, I'm the man of the family, like you gotta listen to me. And then eventually Jay Uso bowed down to him and you know, so it started becoming like a second man and like listening to everything. He, he became his bitch pretty much. <laughs> um, this last week, um, his other brother, Jimmy Uso. Oh yeah, because you're all Italian, like where the hell is he at this yeah, whole time? He came back. So he was hurt with a knee injury, he came back. And uh, he like had his debut. Cesaro, one of my favorite wrestlers. I talk. I've been talking about Cesaro for a long time. One of my favorite wrestlers is making. Uh, they they pushed him. If people don't know who what pushing means, when you push a wrestler, you're giving them spotlight. So it, now it's Cesaro and Roman Reigns in a little rivalry. I don't like Cesaro. I just think he's plain. You like, should. There's no flash to him. I feel like. Dude, his matches are so good. He puts on shows when he wrestles. He has one of my favorite um, like momentum moves. So you know when you like when wrestlers get like their moments are like oh we starting to heat up when jo- like John Cena does like the shoulder bump or oh, yeah. like uh, when wrestlers just start throwing punches where they're like Shawn Michaels oh, Shawn Michaels used to slam his foot on the floor like, yeah, to get yeah, yeah. the sweet chin music well no that's like when they're getting amped yeah that's a good point but like when they're getting amped up in the sense of like he's coming back and then, like they start throwing Ultimate punches. Warrior when he was getting his ass kicked and he's going he's on the rope even though he's still getting hit in the yeah, head yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah like like when they get amped up like. Uh, Wrong, like they'll close line over and then they'll hit the ropes and they'll close on them again like when they do that Cesaro has my favorite because it's less boring uh, and it looks like it hurts like he does like an uppercut where he'll go boom and he'll just uppercut him like a hundred times like he'll run through the uppercut him. it's just the coolest thing ever I think Cesaro's amazing I love Cesaro I'm so glad he's getting a push so the, they're doing a rivalry with him and Cesaro um, before it was Roman and Daniel Bryan and that they did they used that storyline to send off Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan's contract expired He's no oh, longer wow. with the WWE. Um, AEW? So, AEW, yep. Everybody's saying Brian Danielson's coming back because that's what like, his original name. I think that's his real last name is Brian, uh, Brian Danielson. So it's just flipped? Switched? Well, yeah, that's, that's how they came up with Dan O'Brien. It's mm. just flipped and then minus the stuff. Yeah. So Dan O'Brien. But now they're, they're, they're saying that Brian Danielson's going to come back and go to AEW, and everybody's like, yo, if he goes to AEW, AEW's going to be the show. Yeah. And I think he already is the show. Like Their storylines yeah. are amazing. Their matches are old school, like, like uh, what's it called? Like um, cutthroat. What what is it called? Attitude era wrestling. Blood all over the place. Just gore. Just yeah. That first AEW one with so uh, Dustin Reynolds and uh, his brother's name. The one that's running AEW. Cody Rhodes. Cody and, uh, Rhodes and uh, Dustin. Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Dude, that first match. Dustin was busted up, bleeding everywhere. Man. Yeah, he had him like in a. Speaking of pushes, man, you know I've always wished I had a push, and he's he's my favorite. Is the Demon Man. Finn Balor. Finn Balor, dude. I always wanted him to have a push. He's a great, he's great on the mic. And then when the demon comes out, it's, dude, so, badass. it's so badass, dude. The it's music, so everything is just dope, dude. I yeah. feel like he could have been the one that replaced Undertaker with the WrestleMania streak and all that stuff. Just that mystique. Even if you say the demon only comes out on WrestleMania and he never loses, and you start creating that streak like you do yeah. with Undertaker, like yep. I felt like that he was the one. Yeah. Like, and he has that mystique of the Undertaker. Mixed with a little bit of Sting, mixed with a little bit of the Boogeyman, Papa yeah, Shang- yeah. Shango, yeah. you know, those guys, the old school guys, man. Like, I, I, I really liked Finn Balor. I wish he would have got a push, dude. I really do. Oh, so hold on. So let me go. I'm, I'll, I'll come to Finn Balor. But I was going to explain the Roman Reigns storyline that they got right now. So they, they send, it, send it off Daniel Bryan. What they did was they were like, since I was like, I want my shot, you know, like, hey, I'm a fan favorite, like, give me whatever. And then Roman was like, nah, I want him. I want Daniel Bryan. Because Daniel Bryan beforehand had messed up a bunch of Roman's matches. And so um, he was like, no, I want him. And then Daniel Bryan was like, okay. And he was like, but if I win, you never come to SmackDown again. You never step foot in SmackDown again. And obviously Daniel Bryan lost. That's how they sent him off with like 
you know, like if you lost, you never get to step into like SmackDown or anything like that. But they made sure to say only SmackDown. So if they wanted, if Daniel Bryan wanted to resign, he'd just go to Raw or NXT. Oh, got it. Just in case. Um, Smart. And one thing is, if he doesn't go to AEW and he stays with WWE, I'm gonna be so excited if he comes to NXT and fights like Adam Cole or Finn Balor. Um, but anyway, so when Daniel Bryan retired, Cesaro came was like, okay, it's my turn now. And then they had this thing, and then Jimmy Uso came back, and then Cesaro cut a good promo of like. You know, whatever, you guys are whatever. And then, um, so they did this one thing where, uh, so they were like, okay, Cesaro, if you beat Seth Rollins in a match, you'll get your title shot against Roman. Um, so some, I didn't watch the full match, but somehow Jimmy Uso messed it up, and Cesaro ended up winning and getting his title shot against Roman. And then it cuts, like, back scene, like behind the scenes, and Roman's like, I gave you a shot, like I did your brother. Like, I just love you. Like, you're my, like, my cousin. Like, I want nothing but the best for you. I gave, I'm giving you opportunities, and you screwed it up. And then uh, Jimmy Uso cut a good promo. He's like, first off, you ain't going to talk to me like you did to my brother. Like, I'm, I don't play like that. And second off, I ain't nobody's bitch. And I was like, oh! And they didn't blur it out or anything. I was like, oh, let's Dang. go! And then he went back saying, and then Roman was like, like, all shocked and whatever. And then, like, they cut, did this thing where, like, Jay was, like, all scared for his brother. He's like, like you know, like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uso's like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like, you should, like, get on the line. But he's, like, scared. Um... And then they did at the so the way they ended the show was like Roman saying like we need to know where he stands we really what does it against us and so he went to the ring and he started talking for literally two seconds and then Uso came out and then cut his promo and he was like he was like you know like whatever I'm gonna listen to you you ain't that like you know like and I know you feel like and then, so like Roman was like whose side are you on like are you on my team are you on my side and then Jim, uh, Jimmy came in and he was like he, he looked at his he's like whose side are you on and I was like oh. They're doing like this little brother conflict, and he's like, "Who said are you on?" I remember when you lost that one match. Um, so they did an I quit match. Sorry, I'm kind of out of place. I'm just remembering things as I go. But they did an I quit match, and the reason and Jay wouldn't quit. That's when they had the rivalry with uh, Roman, right? Yeah. Um, and then he wouldn't quit, and he wouldn't say I quit. And Jimmy came in there to save his brother because like they were doing this thing where like Roman was gonna paralyze him or whatever, which oh, was kind of brutal. And so yeah. Jimmy came in. He's like, "Don't do this to my brother, man. What's wrong with you? Like whatever." Um. And then what they ended up doing was uh, Roman took Jimmy and started choking him out. And the only reason why Jay said he, he said he quit is because he didn't want his brother to get hurt. So he was like, remember that? You did that for me. You know, like, you did that for me, whatever. And he's like, but I want to let you know, Uso. And he turned to Roman and he's like, I would have never said I quit no matter what. Not to your punk ass. I was like, oh! I was like, let's go. This storyline's dope. Yeah, I um, like that. And then he, like, uh, Roman was like, I gave you an opportunity, you know. You 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 you're either on my side or you leave SmackDown like get out of my ring, and so Jimmy I didn't like this part but Jimmy got out of the ring he's like all right whatever and then he started walking away and then Cesaro came up from behind hit Jay and Roman and then like uh you know Jimmy was conflicted to go help his brother and he ended up do- doing that and then so now so he went to go help his brother he went to help his brother so I think what they're doing is which I hope they do is when Cesaro has his title match I hope there gets to a point where either Jimmy helps Cesaro to help him win the title and like super kicks his brother or something when his brother's trying to help Roman win the, the title back because every single title match that Roman has his, uh, J- Jay has helped him yeah like he did, he's never won that, a, yeah. he hasn't won a match legit yet yeah I've seen so that. either Jimmy like super like super kicks Jay to uh, help Cesaro win or, or he grabs him holds him or something or Jimmy and Jay yeah work together and like Jimmy converts him and they both super kick Roman to help Cesaro win that's how I hope it goes down yeah. But that storyline's good. I'm starting to watch that. Um, sorry for people who don't care about wrestling. Um, you get to skip ahead, I guess. But to go back to Finn Balor, though, um, I was telling my uncle about this, and me and my uncle were in a debate yesterday, 
he was saying like how um you know it it sucks that the tag team division wasn't isn't where you, like it oh, used no. to be. It's never been what it used to be. Like it, the re- the tag team division sucks. And I was like, yeah, fool. I could probably name five good tag teams on my hand. You know what I mean? Like the New Day with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. I love those guys. Um, they cut a good promo and they're amazing wrestlers. Shout out Xavier Woods. He's the man. And then I think um, the Young Bucks um, and AEW. And then they have the Jungle Express. AEW has Jungle a decent. Express. Yeah, the AEW has a decent tag team division. But they they didn't arrest. And then he went to a point where he was like, um, we were talking about documentaries and like the different wrestlers we watched. And I was telling him like, "Fool, like it sucks. Like, like all these wrestlers that are getting ruined." Yeah. And he was like, he's like, "No, fool, they just didn't want to take the opportunity." I was like, "No, fool, like WWE's ruining them. Like, yeah. ru- ruining all these good wrestlers." And I listed like a hundred of them. I was like, "Keith Lee got ruined. Kevin Owens was good at first, and now he's like kind of like whatever. And then Sami Zayn is one of them. Like." There's all these wrestlers who were amazing in NXT, and everybody was like, come to Raw, come to SmackDown, come to the main show, like, you're dope. And then they were, like, lackluster. Yeah. You know, there was a, a long list of them. And that, is that what they're trying to say happened to Finn Balor? Like, well, that's not, why they didn't give him that push? Yo, that's why, he, that's why he did suck, was because he was amazing in the Indies, obviously, in New Japan or whatever. He had, uh, his name was, like, Prince Levitt or Prince Debit. And, like, he was, like, the leader of the Bullet Club. He was the man, whatever. And then he came to NXT, and he got his WWE, like, start in NXT. And he was, like, the man in NXT with Samoa Joe. Like, yeah, they, were like the, they were the shit in NXT. And then he I like got, Samoa Joe. Shut yeah, up, Samoa Joe. He got cut from WWE. Did he? Yeah. And everybody was like, why the hell would you cut Samoa Joe? Because even though he wasn't wrestling, he was commentating. And he was the best, one of the best commentators. Because you know his mic skills are elite. Yep. He was a, a, one of the best commentators as well. And like I think that people uh, don't appreciate that. Like, they only see the wrestling. You have to have mic skills, too. Because you could be a great wrestler, and then you can't cut a promo, and it ruins you. Yeah. You know? And then you could be an average person like, like The Miz. The Miz is great on the mic. I think that helped his career become a better wrestler. You know, you have to be good on the mic. Hell yeah. And that, that pushes you, and then people start liking you in the ring more. Yeah. You know? Uh, you were shocked tonight when I told you that um, he came from MTV, man. The guy yeah. was a reality star. Yeah. You know, and then now he he's good on the mic. He's a good bullshitter, and now he's a good wrestler. Yeah. People like him. Yeah. Um. So and he, Finn Balor got to start in NXT, and then he had a dope storyline with like you know like Samoa Joe and I forget who else was like back then. Um. And then he got brought up to the main stage, right? And then he got in like Raw and SmackDown. He started out decent, or he started out good, and we were like, okay, okay, Finn Balor, let's go. Then he just, like, he fell off steep, like, was straight down. Was it injuries, down. though, too? Didn't it, he get yeah, injuries didn't help, but, like, when he got came back from injuries, it was like he was just there to, to be there. And then, so, like, after years of just being lackluster in WWE and not having anything cool, uh, they brought, they, they say demoting, but I say, you know, promoting because NXT is just a better brand in general. Yeah, I, even I knew that. NXT has always been the better. Yeah. You know, better storylines. Yeah. I like the dark colors. Yeah, he's the NXT you know? champ right now. So they brought him back to NXT. He's the NXT champ. He's killing, killing it, it in NXT again. Like, I, I want to start, I keep telling myself to watch NXT, keep watching NXT, but I just get caught up with homework or whatever, and I have to just watch the highlights or whatever. But I love Finn Balor. And now I'm almost hoping some of my favorite wrestlers don't get brought up to the main stage now. Yeah, Adam stay Cole. in NXT. Yeah, Adam Cole stay in NXT. You know, the Undisputed Era stay in NXT. 
like um, the only time I think they should come out is when they're in doing doing the Survivor Series thing because they bring the oh, NXT yeah. to come compete. I wish they do the old well. school Survivor Series, man. Like where it was really like four and four teams, like the old school way was the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, I think what I'm glad though is what they did when the le- the last time they had NXT come in for Survivor Series is um, <laughs> I'm glad they did this. I'm pretty confident. I might be my memory might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like they did like whoever whatever brand could get the most wins wins the night. So like they like counter like counted like all the different like so they would do a triple threat match with a SmackDown wrestler, a Raw wrestler, and an NXT wrestler. Um, and they put That's out some, cool. They put on like some that. great shows. Like uh, one of them was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura representing SmackDown, Seth Rollins representing Raw, and then uh, Roderick Strong re- representing NXT. Roderick Strong's one of the members of Undisputed Era. And Roderick Strong won the match. Like, everybody's like, hell yeah, like, they're doing stuff that makes sense. And then, like, NXT was, like, winning, like, 5-0-0. Like, they were just, like, they won I like that, dude. That's better because it's, like, actual goes to the name of Survivor Series. You know, having the more wins, the the telly marks, or whatever you want to call it. You know, that – you can't just name it that and not have anything to do with it and have one one match. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like having WrestleMania and no wrestling matches. Yeah. makes no freaking sense. Yeah. And then just for the record – Exit said, if you don't like wrestling, sorry, just skip it later. We're going to go over everything. Everything. So many different topics from MMA, uh, random things, dude, uh, different sports, different topics. So, you yep. know, shoot us comments, uh, what you think we should talk about. We also want to make sure you help us pick a name. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we want to put a poll out because we don't have a name for the podcast yet. Just put it in the comments. Yeah, put it in the comments. A name. Um, we'll, do a, we'll, we'll vote on it later. Uh, topics you want us to talk about, like, share, subscribe. You know, eventually we want to get to the point where we have so many we can get sponsors. Mm-hmm. Right now it's just uh, my brother's uh, performance uh, program. It's called Big Hog Performance. Shout out to them. Shout out to him. He just got uh, hired as the offensive line coach for a, for a college up in uh, L.A., West L.A. Uh, college. Um, we'll have different people on. We'll have him, some of his friends, some of my friends. We'll – well, yeah, different things, you know. It's, yeah. it's like it's, this is not going to be just strictly uh, specific things. We're just going to go on here and just we're going to talk about different things. And if you do want to sponsor us, also hit us up. We're going to quit a quit create uh, a, a Twitter, yeah. a TikTok, uh, IG, and just try and get this out. Uh, we want to try and get out. We're going to what once a week try to get a video out. Yeah, once uh, a week. Hopefully on Saturdays. Hopefully yeah. I can finish this and it'll be up either later tonight or if this one goes late Sunday. Um, the plan is Saturday, but I don't Sunday. I don't know. Dude, there's some UFC fights tonight that are free on ESPN. Yeah, um, um, Cowboys so, fighting, and then um, uh, Karate Hottie. Karate Hottie. Yeah. She's main eventing it. I feel bad for her, dude, because she like she main events a lot of things and she gets her ass kicked a lot. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, so I don't want to end the podcast yet. I want to end it off on one more thing. Um. So, because we were talking about whether or not we should talk about this on the podcast, so let's cover it. Let's talk about the UFC. Okay. Um, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. Who you got? Dude, I told you about Chandler from the very beginning. You're like, oh, I don't know. Hooker's a beast. Hooker's a beast. Hooker's a beast. And yeah. then, pop, pop, over. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I was like, I told you. And what's crazy is Chandler's known for being a wrestler, but people miss – they don't take his strength serious, man. That guy's got knockout power. I'm Ooh. going Michael Chandler all the way. I going, I'm, I'm going Michael Chandler all the way too. I think uh, – I think we talked about this. I think they fit their styles like perfectly. I think they're mm-hmm. like, like Oliver is like a, a jujitsu like guy, like a good great ground ground game, and I, I, it's gonna be a scrap, dude. Yeah. Either way, it's gonna be a great fight. I got Chandler as well, um, but one thing I do want to talk about is um, McGregor, dude. 
I've been a big fan of McGregor for a long time. We do. But Except for when he faces just... Nate and or any of the Diaz brothers. I love the Diaz brothers. Mm-hmm. Shout out Nick and Nate. Um, I will say this about Conor McGregor. I feel like this is make or break for his career. He cannot take another loss. If no. he loses again, I don't think we see him fight anymore. Yeah, and I want to say about McGregor, I used to love him. He's one of my favorites, but he's he's I I try not to have biased love for him, but now I'm just like in the, to the point where I'm like he's just getting delusional now. Yeah, like he was talking about going up to fight Kamaru or whatever. Like, dude, you got whooped by Usman will whip his ass, dude. Usman would kill him. Yeah, kill him worse than Habib did. In he doesn't opinion. have the gas tank to do that no more, dude. Mm-hmm. I get it. He's a and it goes into the whole boxing thing with the YouTubers and it. You you have to say outlandish shit mm-hmm. to get your name out there, and they get fights to get money, want. to get fights you want, sponsors, get pay per view, part of the pay per views. You have to say crazy shit. So he's not gonna stop. I get it. You know, I get why he says it, but we all know, like true fans know, like Usman's gonna destroy him. Yeah, he was like talking you know? about fighting Usman. He's like calling out all these different people. He's like, bro, you haven't won in years. Win yeah. a fight first, dickhead. Like, you got knocked out by Poirier, and, like, now you're, like, so, for those who don't know, big Poirier fan, like, I wanted to, I, I didn't, I didn't even think I was on his side that night. I had a feel. I was leaning towards Connor, but I was like, either way, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan yeah. of both of Poirier and McGregor. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but when Poirier knocked him out, I was like, Poirier, Michael Chandler should be a main event fight at some point. I think Poirier needs to get his title shot. I think it sucks. Like, they're making him seem like he's a journeyman. He only lost to Habib, but he, like, whooped on everybody else, didn't he? Like, he beat Max Holloway. He beat all these guys, like, these top guys. Well, like, he got Max, his title went shot up for, Max went up and waited. He did, but, like, Max Holloway is Max Holloway. You yeah. gotta love Max. He's a beast. He's a great fighter. But, um, like, on, on the other podcast, we won't give – we won't say names. We want to give them any publicity. But Max Holloway was, was on another podcast, and he was saying, like – Oh no, that was Cody Gambrin. I was saying he he doesn't lose much weight for his fights. Like yeah, he yeah, walks yeah. around at that weight, and I don't think uh, Max is that big of a guy, you know. So it's hard for him to go up and weight. He's naturally a, a slender dude, but he's got some of the greatest boxing. His last fight where he was saying he was the greatest boxer was awesome. Shout out to Max Holloway. I'm a big Max Holloway fan. He's my fan. favorite fighter, right? Yeah, my favorite my fighter. My favorite fighter, and then second to him is Dustin Poirier. And the point I was to make about Poirier is he beat, he's beaten a lot of top guys. And uh, I don't think I don't know why he's not. I I get why because Charles Oliveira is overdue, and then uh, Michael Chandler like, you know he's more than likely, like either way like even if Poirier was fighting Oliveira I think either way Michael Chandler would be fighting for a title at some point, so I I understand that, but I hope Poirier gets his shot. I don't know why he's fighting McGregor again. I guess for the money, but like let's be honest, do- McGregor doesn't belong in that ring with Poirier. No. Um, I think the only reason why it was any close in the first fight. So I put. So for those who don't know, I put ten dollars on Poirier <laughs> beating McGregor again in yeah. July. Um, I I did it when I was awake. I probably wouldn't. I'm I'm a, usually like I say that person. I don't like putting money on things, but I I was very confident that morning that Poirier was gonna whoop on McGregor again. So shout out Brandon Heffy is one one of my favorite human beings on the planet. I love that dude. But I put ten dollars. I bet against him that McGregor would lose to Poirier again. I didn't name it. It wasn't anything specific. It was just the fact that Poirier was going to win. Um, and uh, I think the reason why he will, and I will stand by it, is, uh, well, obviously I have to, but I think the only reason why it was close in the, in the, in the rematch, the only reason why McGregor was low-key tagging him up, is I think low-key Poirier was like in his head. 
you gotta be when you're what, fighting McGregor, you gotta be in your head a little yeah. bit about it. Like even though McGregor, yeah, and even though McGregor was ultra respectful and wasn't him like I guess yeah. like himself, like wasn't what made him famous. Like he wasn't talking any load of shit at all. Like he was at, like praising McGregor or they were shaking hands, hugging and kissing yeah. and shit at the weigh-in. Yeah, like I think Poirier was still in his head, especially since he got knocked the hell out by him <laughs> in the first fight. Like I think he was in his head a little bit about it, but Poirier is just a He's just better. Dude, what uh, McGregor was saying, what, and it could be an excuse. I'm pretty sure it is. But uh, he was saying that he was training more boxing, so he was real flat-footed. Mm-hmm. So the calf kicks messed him up. No, that was bad. You know? No, it and is. then uh, he wasn't fighting his normal style. So if Connor comes back to his MMA style, you know, it could be a different matchup, you know? Yeah, no, it, I think it really it's, could. It's going to be, but I think Poirier will still beat him. I don't think he'll be in his head as much about it in the second fight or in the third fight because he knows. Like, and then just for the record, I'm going for, for Chandler, but I wouldn't be surprised if Oliver won yeah. either because Oliver is a beast in his own right. So, like, that fight literally could go either way. I think Chandler, I want Chandler to win, but if Charles Oliveira won. Chokes him out or something, I wouldn't, I be, wouldn't surprised. be surprised yeah, at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all either. Um, I think at some point – Chandler will win the belt, though. At some yeah. point, he will. Um, whether it's he takes a few losses to learn and learn like learn about himself or whatever, I think he'll get the belt eventually. Um, so you were saying about an excuse? No, it's facts. He it, it was because uh, he was box training and boxing, and you could tell because there was a comparison between the first fight and the second fight, and he was so light on his feet. Yeah. And then when he started training boxing, yep. he was just like. You know, all planted like so. That's, he that's should facts. know better, though. As a professional fighter, you should know better. He he said he wanted to go in there and knock him out, and then he gets knocked out. Like, this isn't boxing. This isn't a boxing match. This is MMA. You have to know every aspect. You have to know the ground, the takedowns. You have to know submissions. You have to know kicking everything. You know, yeah. you can't just go in there and thinking you're gonna box somebody. And he didn't just say he was gonna knock him out. He said he went as far as to say he was gonna put on a master class. Yeah. And he was far from that. Yep. In the first round, it seemed like it for a little bit. But there was no doubt in yeah, my mind. Yeah, for real. The first round, like, the first part of it, he was doing really well. He was tagging him like, up, and Whoo! I was nervous for Poirier. And yeah. then I was like, and then in the, I, I was, I knew, like, in the second round, like, Poirier's going to pick it back up. He's going to not be in his head about it. He's going to be like, okay, I've eaten some of these punches. Like, I'm not as good as him. And he's going to start picking it back up, which he did, and he knocked him out cold. Yeah. But uh, that was the first time I've ever seen McGregor, like, Slumped over in the corner, like knocked out cold. Dude, it was it was like uh, when you, the first time seeing uh, Cromier get knocked out when he got knocked out nasty by Stipe and he was like all stinky legs in the yeah. corner. Like that was pretty hardcore too, dude. God, and then uh, that that the I think uh, the Jorge Kamaru fight that was the hardest I've ever seen anybody get hit. In, in but like uh, Usman's corner said, they're like, hey, shout out to uh, Masvidal's corner for trying to cheat and put a bunch of water in his hair. It gave better special effects when he got knocked out. <laughs> and it showed a picture of them pouring like a bunch of water in his hair. And when he gets hit, just like whoosh, everywhere, dude. Dude, like I've never seen someone get hit so hard in my life. And I mean, it shows how hard he hit him because that's the first time ever in like 50 fights that Jorge's ever been slept. Yeah. Never, yeah. never. But he got slept out cold so bad. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes back. If he's the same, back. no, yeah. but if he's the same fighter, oh no, I, or I, if you I, don't have the jaw no more, all of a sudden, like you tap him and he's out. Yeah, you know the most. Besides that one, another big knockout was when um, Rashad Evans uh, knocked out Chuck Liddell. That was one of the nastiest sounds I've ever heard, dude. I thought he broke his jaw, like it was just like crack, and then the way he slumped over, like oh, 
Dan Henderson, Michael Bisping. Yeah, that was uh, a nasty one. Ghanu and Alex Roebling. Oh, yeah, the uppercut from one, hell. That one actually scared me. thought he was yeah. dead. Yeah, that one actually scared me. It's like when uh, Uriah Hall, um, shout out Uriah Hall, master cast, breaking legs. Yeah. Anyways, uh, when Uriah Hall on the show stepped out one guy, and he was like going, Ugh! Yeah, like groaning on the floor. Like he was, <laughs> That's awful, dude. Like he was <laughs> meeting Freddy Krueger or something. Imagine like being on that show Sweet. and thinking, I have to fight next. I just don't want that to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I win or lose, just don't let me be screaming on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like know? Like, <laughs> That's my biggest fear in fighting, dude, is yeah, that. Like, like, I'll take an ass whooping all day. I don't care. Yeah. But I don't want to get slipped. I'd wake up halfway going, oh. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that like, was... the worst thing ever right there. Yeah, that's, like, that's a nightmare, so dude. Yeah. He's so bad. I He's mean, a nice guy, dude. One when, of the when most we, respectful fighters, yeah. When Chris Weedman uh, broke his leg and hope a speedy recovery to him, uh, like, he felt bad. You yeah. Know? Like, he wanted – well, I get it, too. You train for three months. You're, you're away from your family. You're dieting, especially with COVID and everything. Like, it's <sighs> – You don't want to win like that. Yeah. And you put everything into it, and then – not even a punch is thrown and the fight's over. Yeah, he like, didn't go uh, home with bruises and scars. He went home with his entire leg shattered in half. Uh, like he was the in X-rays agony are on the nasty, way. Dude. Oh my god! What was gross is on the replay. He breaks it. You could tell he has no idea mm-hmm. that it's broken. He comes back and he steps on it. He tries to plant. He tries to yep. plant and it just buckles under his body. And you're just you're lucky that the the pointy part of the bone didn't like protrude out of the skin. And just oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Especially hey, with the X-rays, too. Hey, shout out to the commentary crew, too, man, because their reactions was hilarious, dude. All, All night. night. All dude, night. Dude, the way they were just... <laughs> yeah, dude. I oh love... That's God. the love best Joe commentary Rogan. crew ever. Shout out Joe Rogan. Shout out DC. Shout out Joe Anik. Joe Anik, dude. They, yeah, those guys the are the yeah. greatest commentators the greatest. of all time. 100%. I love those guys, dude. Yeah. Joe Rogan's the shit, man. Yeah. And oh, then, God. Um, Oh, so uh, you, were, you were talking about Ryan Hall. I, uh, for years, said that it was Izzy, uh, Israel Adesanya, who's going to be the next Anderson Silva. That's yeah. the next Anderson Silva. Overall. Yeah. Personality-wise, fight style-wise, overall, that's the next Anderson Silva, Uriah Hall. Yeah. Um, he was, like, ultra-respectful, like, you know, on his knees and, like, meditating almost, like, after like, An- he's just After super... he beat Anderson in Anderson's last fight, Anderson told him, like, it's your turn, like, take over for me, you know? Yeah, he passed the torch. Passed the torch, and yeah. then... It's crazy that he breaks Weedman's leg the same way Weedman broke Anderson's leg is the same thing. Like it was almost like crazy yeah, fate the way that yeah, worked out, dude. Yeah. You know? So it was almost like passing of the torch. Almost. Yeah. In a messed up. In a messed up, weird, yeah. gross, but fucking awesome to watch way. God. Am I a bad guy for saying that? It was awesome to watch. Uh, it was. Like nobody died. Yeah, but we just watched a dude experience the worst pain of his life. Oh, so it God. Is I can imagine the, the, the sharp pain. Ugh. Ugh. God, I can't God, imagine it, dude. dude. It makes my stomach hurt a little bit thinking yeah, about it. It gives me chills but. up my spine, dude. Um, <laughs> to change subject, though, shout out Thug Rose. Oh, yeah. You've been fans Thug of Rose, since the man. beginning. And oh, shout out to Pat Berry. Fat Berry is one of the coolest people ever. We met him at a UFC Fan Expo, and dude's so down one to earth. Nicest dudes ever, man. And, and Thug Rose, we've been saying she's the greatest. Just like he's, he told her, like, I've been saying that shit for years that you're the yeah, best. Yeah, we were, like, And we've been, we we've been right there in their corner with them, man. You yeah, know, shout out to Pat Berry and Thug Rose, Rose, Rose dude. Like, we've been, we've been cheering her on, like, for years. The longest, dude. 
and I don't think I've screamed fighter after screamed louder after watching fights than when I watch your fight. Yeah. I don't think. Dude, I've I called that. Fight. I told you guys right before it started. I said one or two things are gonna happen. It's gonna be a five round war badass fight, or someone's gonna get slept early. And sure enough, there's that kick. She fucking slapped her with her feet. Like, that's almost embarrassing, too. Like, fucking, ha, just a slap. And then just, she just slumped over. And even more embarrassing, she gets up and she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But she can't fucking stand. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, like all, all over the place. Going quarter to quarter, having to hold her up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know she's watching that. It's like that thing with the Rumble. Did you see Rumble knock that one dude out? Yeah, and then he was getting his ass kicked in the first round. Did you see that? Yeah, he, uh, Mike McCarthy, I think, or, or somebody, like, interviewed him, and they were like, Mike McCarthy is the, the coach uh, I'm, of yeah, the Cowboys. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> Big John of, McCarthy? John, yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, he was, like, interviewing. He was like, yeah, so, like, how'd you feel when you got dropped in the first round? He's like, oh, I didn't get dropped. I wasn't really that hurt. And he showed the highlight, and he got, like, dropped. Like, dropped, yeah, he dropped. Slumped, and he was like, oh. Oh, I didn't remember that. Wow! Oh, wow! I really did get dropped. Like I think it was. She said how, she had one of those moments when she's go when she goes home. Oh wow! Shit. No, that's how it, that's how it was. That's how you reacted. I, I guarantee you, Wei Lee's gonna have that reaction when she goes home and rewatches that fight. She's like, oh yeah, I did get knocked out. I was glitching for no reason. Yeah, like, maybe really that's why she went and got a fucking Thug Rose haircut. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. she really? Yeah, she cut all her hair off. Oh dude. really? I didn't even know. Yeah. She's like, can't beat him. Join him. I was I was nervous when she fought Joanna, but I have never felt more nervous. Oh yeah, because Joanna's a beast, dude. Wayley, yeah. I um I di- I expected a five round slugger in the first fight with Joanna. I expected Rose to go all five, um, or choke her out at some point. Yeah. I did not expect her to knock her out. And yeah. then in the second fight, I had no doubt in my mind. And then she fought Andrade, luckiest knockout ever. Yeah. She got slammed she in her whipped head. Her she, ass. she was beating the shit out of her. Yeah, she Dude, whipped her she ass. She was ta- that was like some oh, Max yeah. Holloway masterclass striking right there. She was whooping her ass. It's just like you said, it's a freak of nature type of thing. She fucking got slammed in her head and was she, out. Yeah, she's the best. That I don't think that I I don't count that as Mm-mm. an L. Because then she came and she back avenged and it. whooped her ass again. Yeah, yeah. and so um, And it was crazy because Andrade had already lost the belt. From that fight, and Rose just wanted to avenge the loss. She didn't care yeah. about the belt. Like yeah. I need to prove that she, I could beat her because Rose gets in her head sometimes. You know, no, no, you know what she needed to prove that she was the best. Yeah, and she couldn't prove to herself that she wasn't the Until best. She, she beat the one beat that the beat, one her. beat her. Yep. yep. So that's that's the quest for her. It wasn't to win the belt; it was to be the best. Yeah. You know, she is. She's the best. Yeah, she's that's bad, the dude. that's the best in the was it the strawweight? She's goat status right up there with uh, Amanda Nunes. Hell yeah, dude! I do not count that that Andrade loss. In my book, she's been undefeated for a long time. Yeah. Like, that was such a lucky slam. Oh, such yeah. a lucky slam, dude. Oh, yeah. That didn't take any skill to knock Rose out in that moment. Yeah. No skill. I agree. You can't convince me that she did. Um, but, yeah, I was so nervous for that Wei Li fight. Yeah, so was I. Because Wei Li's a beast, dude. Wei Li is just, especially with her physique. My, even my mom was watching with us, and she's like, that girl's scary. Like, the way she was watching. It was like, <laughs> you know what it was? It was like, it's like, it was like a, a, a scene out of Rocky. Seeing Ivan Drago come out just strong, oh, huge, you're like, mm. <laughs> and then you see Rose come out, and then you're All like, thin. "Let's go, let's go!" Yeah, yeah. you're just like trying to amp yourself. Let's go, Rose, let's go. <sighs> you know, and you're all scared. And then, <laughs> I hope she has it. Yeah, yeah, and then you. Uh, and I, I, I was always telling her, like, Rose is always nervous. Yeah, you know, she's always visibly ner- like uh, nervous. Like my mom was saying, like, "Oh God, she looks nervous." I was like, "She's always like that. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. worried about it. She's always nervous. Like, she's the best at like." containing that and like controlling that mm-hmm. in a sense like she's good at like not letting she always talks about her anxiety but she never lets it con- uh, affect the way she fights which yeah I she love. didn't let it win no you know? ever she yeah, so. it, she admits to it but she didn't let it overcome her 
hard yeah. to beat her, and that's what makes her so great as a yeah. champion and as a person, you know, is that she knows she has that, but she faces it head-on anyways. Oh, like, yeah. she's an inspiration from, like, Gaethje was saying that, you know, like, people yeah. were making fun of him for crying the first time she won the belt, but he knows the type of person she is and how she faces her fears, <laughs> you know? And Gaethje was funny, because he's like, now you know, now you, all of y'all know how I feel, because yeah. we all cried after that fight. You know, funny is I've never been a Gaethje fan until I found out that he's like super cool with Pat and and Thug Rose. Oh, I've always I've loved Justin for a while. Yeah, so I now I'm like, all right, yeah. I like Gaethje now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He's cool. But Lord, I have never cried watching someone win. Yeah. Never, never. Yeah. Not even my sports teams. I've never. She had cried. us all. She had Joe Rogan up there in tears, dude. dude she had all I, of us. It's like sitting just watching. Dude, yeah. When the Lakers won the championship, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When the Lakers won the championship, didn't cry. Got excited, screamed my lungs out, didn't cry. Dodgers, Dodgers didn't cry. Watching her win that fight, the moment, not even when she was like her herself when she was crying, but when she knocked her out, the moment Zane was unconscious, I started getting emotional. Yeah. I started crying even before she, uh, yeah. even before she started jumping up and down, and started crying herself. Like I was, and then she made it worse when she was crying, getting her hand raised. Uh-huh. And then she made, and then Pat Barry made it worse, giving her that speech. Yeah. And I was like, God, like this is the most emotional like moment yeah. ever. Like this is underdog. I started feeling it at the beginning when Buffer was doing the announcements, and she's going, "I'm the best. Yeah. I'm the best." I, I was, was like, like, "Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you, you are. Know? Go prove the world. Go prove it to the world, man. You know, like, for real. Prove the world wrong. You know." And, and she did, and knocked her out. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I told you, let's go. Yeah. She's been proving everybody wrong since day one. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was like, "Let's go." Yeah, dude, I was so happy. That's a her. great fight, dude. Great. great, what a great fighter, dude. And, I hope and she then retires. On the, on the Amanda Nunes yeah. thing, dude, she needs to fight Valentina again. I disagree. I think she needs to fight that 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 uh, goat boxer. I think she needs to fight. What's her name? I think the Shepherd? boxer needs to prove that she could. She belongs in MMA first. Get some good wins under her belt, mm-hmm. because we were just talking about box. You can't just be a boxer in this in this sport. Yeah, you know. So I, I Valentina's the only one that's. Put a good solid match on Nunez, mm-hmm. and I think they gotta have that that fight, man. You know what I think is gonna be though to counter that. I think it's gonna be McGregor Mayweather flipped instead of Nunez going over to prove that she's the best. She knows that she's the best, and so Shepard has to come over there and prove it. Like how McGregor is like, I'm the best of both the octagon and the boxing, like the boxing ring. Like I'm gonna go in there and beat Mayweather. Like I think that's what Shepard has to do. Like she has to go into that ring, you know. Yeah. Like, why, what reason does Nunes have to come over to go into the boxing ring? She has no reason. She's the best. She's the greatest female athlete, arguably ever. She's the best. Dude, I, the my best. favorite is watching her knock out Cyborg. Oh my god, I screamed so loud for yeah, that too. I lost my voice like Dude. the next day. My shit was all raspy and hurting. Yeah, I wasn't even a diehard Nunes fan, but I wanted her to win that fight so bad. Yeah. You know, because everybody talks Cyborg up so bad. But she she's gonna, never gonna lose. Never. And she lost. So bad she left the organization. She didn't even want a rematch. She didn't want a, a chance to redeem herself. No. It's almost like she was saying, that wasn't a lucky shot. That girl's scary. Yeah, I, I don't want to fight her no more. Yeah, like, that yeah. shit hurt. You know what I mean? And, dude, scariest human being ever, the nicest human being ever. Like, coming out of that ring, like, oh, you know, it was a good fight. You know, you, I'm so happy I have a family. You know, you're like, <laughs> dude, you're the nicest person ever. Uh, you just killed somebody, man. Yeah, I'm you pretty know? sure she's dead in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's crying.
right in the back, you know, like you just kicked the shit out of her. Her you know? jaw like, shattered, nose is broken, she can't breathe. Yeah, I'm ready for everybody. And I'm like, oh my God, like, dude, we know, you're nobody can stop you, man. You know, like, she, like she's just like the nice person. You know, I love my child. You know, it's like, dude, you're scary. Like, yeah. how are you, you can't, be, there's no way you're like this in person. She's the nicest person ever. Yeah. Like, Rogan's talk, Rogan talks about it, like, she's just the coolest person to be around. Like, she just makes, like, she's just the nicest person to everybody. That's dope. Yeah. But, like, she's, she's almost, like, not abusing her power. It makes her, what makes her even more of a cool human being? Because she could very well, like, you know. Be cocky about it. Be cocky yeah. and be in everybody's face and, like, try to yep. instigate something because she knows she could whoop anybody's ass. Yeah. Male or female could whoop anybody's ass. But instead, she's like, oh, like, the nicest human being. You know what I mean? What makes her, what, that's what makes her even cooler. Yeah. She's humble. Humble. Super humble. But she also knows, it's like, you know, nobody's going to fuck with her. Yeah, no, she knows that, and she even admitted it. She was like, you know, I'm the best, you know, anybody who wants to come fight, like, you know, like, I'm ready, you know, it's yeah. like, no, I'm just good. Get, yeah, <laughs> retire, man, nobody's, nobody's gonna mess nah, with you. Nah, I don't wanna, yeah. dude, that last chick she fought, that tall girl, like, you could tell by her face, dude, like, she knew she lost. No, she, she lost before the chance of the ring. Yeah. yeah. Juliana she, Pena's fighting her next, is it Juliana Pena, I think it is, that's fighting her next? Yeah, I think so. And she called her out, so maybe she'll have some confidence and, and, and put on a better show, so... She was like an up and comer until she got hurt. Like mm-hmm. she was supposed to be the next big thing. So, uh, hopefully, she comes back and puts on a good show, and it's not just another quick ass beating again. Oh, I want to bring something up with you. I never talked to you about it, but I remember I watched the podcast of Rose Namajunas, and she was uh, it was Rose and Pat on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, oh, I was reading this book. Anyway, <laughs> um, they were talking about when they first fought Joanna, or when she first fought Joanna, and how scared she was to fight her. And she was saying like, I remember like. And even Pat Barry was talking about it. He's like, remember what what Joanna did? She was like, Joanna, before the first fight, she walked by her and was like, I forget what it was that she whispered, but she whispered like a location or something. And then he was like, that's what makes Joanna so scary is the mind games. She just made us confused. You know, she just pulled a mamba on us because that's what the type of shit Kobe was doing, where he would just whisper random shit in your ear in your, and you just get like beaten by confusion. And like, my was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What is he talking about? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, like that, they whispered something in the rain, like, and he was like, yeah, like she won because we were thinking about it all night. Like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, she like said a random location. Like, what could she be talking about? And they were thinking about it for weeks before that fight. And I was like, that's weird. What was it? I don't remember what it was, but they never explained it. She just, but she never explained it. They were just like confused. <laughs> Did it on the first fight, like Rose said some mean shit, like that Jonna stunk, that she smelled or something. I don't remember that. Smelled like armpit or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, and like everybody was like, she was all butthurt about it. Like it was like the mind games back. Like, yeah. like you know how Joanna like wants so bad to be pretty too. You know, yeah, like yeah. because all these girly girls get all the attention in the UFC, and yeah, she wants that too. And then <laughs> Rose was like, yeah, well, you fucking smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I because I, I made the connection to Kobe because someone came up uh, or came like one of the uh, retired players was talking about when he played Kobe and yeah. how Kobe was whispering dates into his ear. And he's like, what the fuck is that date? And he checked back and he found out that there was like the date, like the birthdays of his cousins and shit. And yeah. they're like, what All the his hell? cousins? Like, how, the, how do you know yeah. that shit? December 1st, 2008. You're like, what? You know, what, what about it? Yeah. It would have been better if he was like naming his kids' birthdays. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, because. My kids' birthday. As I was thinking about it, I was like, what? why would you do that? But it's, but it's a mind game. It's like a 200 IQ mind game because you're making them think about something else that's not what they're doing. You know, like Kobe was making him 
think about uh, things that weren't basketball at the time. Because he, all he could think about was like, what is he? What is so he? he what is he saying? What does that mean? He you almost know, didn't want him to figure it out right away. So like, if he'd have done his kid's birthday, he'd have automatically known. Oh, he's just saying my kid's yeah, birthday. Yeah. Why is he doing that? But then he says random dates that it it relates to that person, but it's not right away known. Mm-hmm. So like to your point, it makes him think and gets them out of that zone of the sport they're playing. That's Make that's crazy, think. dude. And, like, uh, that's, that's what Joanna tried doing with Rose, and then Rose slept her in the first round. We're not here talking about I want to talk about that. She got knocked the fuck out. Like, she yeah. slept. So that, that, date was, that date was the day she sent her back in time when she hit her so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She woke up in that date like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what the date was. That's what the yeah. date was. You sent me back fucking six years. <laughs> Yeah, it was something like, I, I can't remember if it was a date, a location, or something, but she was, like, whispering oh. something to her ear on her way back. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, I was going to make a point, um, oh, yeah, but I was going to say that just, that's just a token of, like, how prepared Kobe was, because that's yeah. what the Mamba mentality was. You know, he was so prepared that not only did he put the reps in in the mornings at, like, four in the morning, like, at the basketball court, but he was, like, Going out of his way for to do research do on the homework, cousins man. of one player, yeah. to go look at his cousin's dates of one player. Yeah, knowing that he's that gonna he face multiple against. are gonna try to cover he him. He was gonna play a hundred games just a year. To fuck that guy up. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's yeah. Nuts, it's dude. almost like he knew that he was gonna tell that story years from now. But I mean, Kobe was scary, man. You know, it's like that thing. Where no, there's never gonna be anybody like that nobody like again. Kobe ever, dude. That's crazy. It's crazy, sucks. man. But uh, it's like that commercial with like. With Kobe and uh, Kanye, it's like I want you to do more than just this. Just pump. I want you to do more. What are you talking about, Kobe? And then everybody's clapping. He's like, "Thank you." And exactly. And he's like, "Exactly what? What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that. Like he just beat everybody. Like he was just so over prepared. But uh, that that's too fucking funny, dude. But yeah, I think I love those commercials like that one I was saying with Jalen Rose too, where he, he meets him at a, at a restaurant, and they're like, he, he sees Kobe, he's like, "Oh." Kobe don't know it's me. He's like, Jalen, he's like, oh, hey, Kobe, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you doing? They're like talking. And, Would you like a wine? The waiter comes up and he's like, yeah, uh, what year? And he looks at him and goes, 81. Because that's where he put the 81 points on him. Yeah. And Jalen's like, and it's like an odd quiet for a few seconds. And Kobe goes, ah, I'm just kidding, man. Water's fine. It's a little inner joke, inside joke between me and him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, you fucking like, like, hate you. Yeah. That's just funny, dude. That's the funniest commercial. But I looked over, and the last time I checked was like 20 minutes ago, and we were going for an hour and 15 minutes. So we've done a two-hour podcast like that, dude. Yeah, easy. So uh, I think we could wrap this one up. I just hope, fuck, next week that we went over everything. We're like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, we're just sitting here all quiet. Dude. Yeah. Cool background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> our equipment gets better. You know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I want to thank everybody who listened to this first episode. I know we didn't have a lot of family. Mostly a lot of family and friends, but uh, we want to do this every week. You know, the whole the whole idea of the podcast is me and my dad. Like every time he comes back from work, we always just talk about whatever random news just popped up, and we'll always, we'll, we'll always just talk for like about an hour. And we like, just get stuck into it. We dude, just and get it just, locked just in. Just flows yeah. and like like on this, it just you get locked in. And you just start talking and talking and then yeah. And then I look over and we're talking. We've been talking for like two hours. Yeah, you know so. That's what, that was the whole basis of the podcast. Uh, I want to remind everybody that we don't have a name yet. This is probably going to be unnamed episode one um, or something like that. We want everybody in the comments or on the Instagram post or whatever to come up with a name. Um, and you could you could be the you could start something great. You know what I mean? Like this could yeah. be the next big podcast. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we're getting a little ambitious, but that's what we want to be, and we're gonna 
be on TikTok. We're going to be on Instagram. We're going to be on uh, Twitter. I don't think I'm going to make those accounts until next week when we have a name. Yeah. Um, Shout out to everybody that actually listens from beginning to end because I know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like X was talking about earlier, like you may not like wrestling, but we go into it. You may not like this. You may hate that we're Raider fans. You may hate that we hate the Cowboys and you don't want to listen. So if you listen beginning to end, a shout, pre- out to shout you. out to you guys. Appreciate you guys. Like you said, I know it's going to be a lot of friends and family. Um, share it, you know, mm-hmm. forward it to people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get better. We're going to try and get some guests on here. You know, um, I have a buddy of mine that's uh, ex-military. He's got some crazy stories you want to get on. Uh, my brother, Anthony, he's got a lot of uh, his big hug performance. He's got a lot of kids that are getting uh, – committing to like UCLA and other programs. We want to get them on here before they make it big so we can look back and be like, dude, we had them on the podcast before yeah. they went to the NFL. Yep. You know, uh, just, you know, there, we, we know a couple of people and we want to get them on and make this big. We want to make it a, a ongoing thing. So like, subscribe to it, uh, leave comments. Appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks, X, you know. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Um, real quick, though, so before we go to uh, add to your point about my uncle, my uncle Foo, I call him Foo, but uh, his name's Anthony. He, uh, he runs a, a performance center, like a little program or whatever he does for football. He's one of the smartest guys I know when it comes to football. Um, if you need, uh, w- what would you say, like, you know, it's workouts? Like if you overall need. fitness, he does it for kids to get yeah, them off the streets, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, if, if you're just looking to lose weight even, he does it. Uh, if you're trying to get off-season programs for when you're not in season, because when he's in season two, he doesn't do it as much because he's coaching because he coaches for a college right now. Yeah, if you need coaching on, like, how to – Protect a quarterback. That's your guy. Yeah. You know, um, he's really smart. So, like, uh, if you need anybody in, what is it, North Long Beach, maybe? Yeah. North Long, Beach. Long Beach area. Uh, in the Long Beach area, like, make sure to hit him up. Big Hawk Performance on Instagram. Um, I don't know if this page is private, but Reverend Vasquez or something like that on Instagram as well. Yeah, I think he has a Big Hawk Performance on Facebook, too. Uh, yeah. Facebook, Big Hawk Performance. I'll put all that in the description if you want to find him, if you need any. Uh, if you just want to support that guy, dude, because he's doing great things. He's I remember when he first Good started cause. coaching. You know, I remember when I was watching him play. I was watching him play center in, in high school, and I just loved going to his games. And uh, now I'm glad I get to continue to do that. But instead, of, he's, he's not playing, but he's coaching. You know, he's, Yeah, he's, he's doing what he loves. Yeah, for sure. And, and if so, you guys want to sponsor us, too, like we'll take that so we can get some big yep. names on here and get some people on here and yep. different things. If you're just uh, up and coming with your own T-shirt company or brand or whatever like that, you yep. know. Shoot us the gear, and we'll put it on here, and we'll put it on our pages, and, mm-hmm. and we'll do everything we can. Uh, show us love. We'll show you love. You know? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody who listened. Uh, we're just going to leave now. Yeah, I'm just going to get up and walk away. Now you're going to like watch uh, a fucking screen for the next three hours. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, I'm not it's gonna probably <laughs> play some elevator music or some shit. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's that. Yeah, good podcast. Yeah.